Hey, Tom. Hey, Big Zo, what's up? Guess what? Support for Faints Led Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, Manscaped? Aren't they the best in men's below-the-waist grooming? Uh, that's right. Aren't they the ones that offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels? Not only do they offer precision-engineered tools for your family jewels, they obsess over the technology developments mm. to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. I also I heard somewhere Manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide. Isn't that insane? Uh, yeah, and it's also worldwide, as a matter of fact. Right, yeah, that's what I said, worldwide. Exactly, and, you know, because of that, mm-hmm. we have an exclusive offer oh. for our listeners. Oh, my goodness. Get this. Uh-huh. 20% off okay. and free shipping what? with the code FANCYLAD. At manscaped.com. Fancy lad. Fancy lad. Fancy Podcast fancy lad. Podcast gonna talk my friends. Gonna share a thought. Gonna have a laugh. That's what I thought. Fancy lad. Fancy podcast. Fancy lad. Fancy lad podcast. Yeah. And we are back. Oh, yes, indeed. We are back. Once again. Once again. And where where exactly are we, Big Zo? Right now, we're currently in the Fancy Lad Podcast studio. Mm, man, you know, I just love to hear you say it. Mm-hmm. You know, because I love this place. It's great to say it, and you know what? It's also great to be here. Oh, man. You know, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the 12-foot tall ceilings. Right. I don't know if it's the mirrors on the floor that make the ceilings look 24 feet tall. Yep. I don't know if it's the beautiful map we have on the wall now yep i don't know if, if we must address the new map the new map the new map have you seen the new map is it that right there yeah is that one right there what's that exactly of it? that's flat earth oh uh, okay yeah no i realized the other one was because the other inaccurate. one looked like an orange peel the other one did look like an orange peel and i realized that it was actually just st- stuff in a it was in a box I didn't see the label, but it was clearly on there, like Abe's leftovers. Mm, I see. Well, Abe's going to be disappointed about this whole flat earth thing. Yeah, he really is. But you know what? Before we get into that. Yeah. What, so we're back on the Fancy Lad podcast. Back on the Fancy Lad podcast. We didn't even get there. We did not get there. No. Um, You're Big Zoe. Yeah. Big Zoe with my co-host, mm-hmm. as always. Me. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. Wait, hold on. It's gonna come to me. Think alliteration. Yeah, think tata. Tom Tweak. Yes, that is correct. That is me, aka Hot Tea. Hot Tea. As yeah, as my nieces and nephews. I can't wait, Uncle Tea Bag. Yeah, Uncle Tea Bag. Um, I can't wait for that Hot Tea album to drop. Oh my! Spitting those goodness. bars, as the kids say. When that hot tea album drops, y'all gonna feel it mm-hmm. for sure. Oh yeah, looking, talking third, maybe fourth degree burn. Shit's gonna scald you right in the face. Oh my goodness! I hope you brought a spare face because mm-hmm. first one's gonna be scalded straight off. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's not really nice to toss the scalding hot tea in your fans' faces who have paid all that money to buy your album and support you but you know i respect your decision oh Victor. my god 
I saw that happen. Never done it before. Oh my god! So this is a thing that Engineer Victor does. When, whenever I'm wearing shorts or my my legs are exposed, he likes to <laughs> <laughs> he likes to come up and 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 you know start nipping my calves or my shins, which is very cute, but also like extremely painful. And for some reason, he's taking a taste to to Big Zo's calves this evening. And he just snuck in the Like studio. I said, I think it's because I haven't showered, so they're extra sweaty right now. Oh, my and Salty. He, he climbed in through the window between here and the control room. He is cute. He is very cute. You can't I mean, deny it. He just like, he just, there's something about your, your calves that he wants. Maybe it's all the blood over on your shins. Yeah, I was thinking that. The blood inside the calf. I don't even know what we were talking about before, Victor. Straight up assaulted you. All right. We were talking about Flat Earth. Mm-hmm. We were talking about the new map. Mm-hmm. Talking about Abe. Talking about Abe. Talking about... Oh, we ta- told them who we were. You're Big Zo. I'm Tom Tweek. This is the Fancy Lad Podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Victor started biting you sometime after that. Were... Oh, man, what what were we just talking about when he was trying to bite me? You want to go back and listen? You know, before we do that, mm-hmm. I just wanted to say that the podcast studio, to me... It's not even like a second home at this point. It's like a first home. Oh, yeah. Right. I don't know if that's because I've been squatting here. I was going to say. living here secretly. That's what I was going to say. And just defecating all over the place. I was going to ask about that. But mm-hmm. it feels like home. You know, and that's nice to hear because I like to... We've tried to create an environment here at the Fancy Lad Podcast Studio where everyone feels at home. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to hear that you do feel at home here. However... I could do without the defecation all over the podcast studio. Well, I figured if a pack of wild wolves mm-hmm. comes in here mm-hmm. and tries to attack me, I will have marked my territory, right. and they probably will try to compete with me. Oh, absolutely! In some sort of dump tape, dump taking regime. Oh man, but imagine a dump tape, dump tape. Yeah, and we'll have a dump off between me and the pack of wild wolves, and I'm practicing. That's those are practice dumps. So you think the wild the real thing? You think the wild wolves are going to take the the feces and smear them all over the wall? No, I think it's going to be more like a Tony Hawk's Pro Skater uh, graffiti. I think Victor put the metronome on graffiti scenario where it's the amount of dumps you can take, mm-hmm. amount of spots you can hit uh-huh. without somebody dumping over your dump. Dude, okay, well, that's actually, that's a good concept for a game. It is, and I've been pitching it to Rockstar, and they haven't writ- wrote back to me. Really? What? What? How, how have you been contacting them? Just email or? Um, well, I've been playing the uh, game mm-hmm. uh, Vice City. Oh, yeah. I Grand Theft one. Auto. Oh, yeah. And I've yeah. just been yelling at the characters to pass the message along. Hey! Hey, you! Hey, you, st- stripper! Hey, honey, what's up? I got an idea for a game, and I want you to tell your developers. Okay, yeah, sure. What's going on? It's called Poopy Poop Poop Puff. Oh, interesting. Okay, tell me more. You poop everywhere, and you out-poop the other opponent. And how far along are you in uh, development? 90%. Wow, that's actually very far. Yeah, so if you could just write me a check, I'll finish this baby up and send it to you immediately. Okay, here you go. Bye. Whee! Wow. That actually worked out that time. No, I haven't played that game that much, mm-hmm. but from that, it seems really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Well, it takes place in the the 80s, which was a different time, you know? Different time, a simpler time. Oh, man. So simple. We're talking Mm -hmm. before the internet. Oh, pre-internet. Pre-internet. If you could imagine a time where if you had to order skateboard product, Mm -hmm. you couldn't just go on your computer to order it. No. No. You couldn't just go into your phone onto your... You couldn't just say, hey, Alexa, order my New World Industries complete. Yeah. No. You had to get a catalog in the mail mm-hmm. every season. Mm-hmm. You had to circle each product. Every single one. Every everyone that you wanted to buy. It every could be everyone. One. It could be everyone. If you want every product, circle mm-hmm. every product. Every single one. And then you have to go to your legal guardians, mm-hmm. and you have to beg and plead with them to buy you every single one of those. You say, legal guardian A, legal guardian B, mm-hmm. I have a proposition for you. Mm-hmm. I will mow the lawn in exchange for American currency. I'm proposing a trade. I propose a trade. And if you can't see me, I'm doing the triangle hands right oh, now. Oh, yeah. Absolute triangle. I always knew Big Zoe was Illuminati. Mm-hmm. And the proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. And Or I could just be, you know. A fan of triangles? Fan of triangles. That's true. Anyway, we're getting off topic. I'm talking, needless to say, I'm talking about the CCS catalog. Oh, man, I love the CCS catalog. Do they still make a physical one? I feel like they do. I feel like I got one recently, and it was it a looks, surprise. It was it like looks in the winter. different. You know, I think the last time I checked, it didn't have the same dimensions. I don't know if it's still being printed. Um, What are the dimensions now? Is it more like a newspaper? Like something you go, like shake out, you go, ah, what's in here? And then fold it up and like, Fold it over your knee a little bit. Hmm. No, it's not that quite that large. Mm-hmm. Um, Was it more like a pamphlet you find in like under your rear view mirror? Under your rear view mirror. Or, you know, yeah, because they got into your car and, and they, left it on top of your, your car. <laughs> your car left it on your dashboard. They decided next to the the, the uh, furry dice. Right next to the furry dice. That they made a tassel mm-hmm. and put a catalog or pamphlet rather. Underneath your rear view mirror. Yeah. Yes. It's exactly like that. Interesting. So it's a smaller format. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Smaller format. But, you know, needless to say, the CCS catalog is uh, a part of skateboard history. And it's, you know, iconic to the industry alone. You know, I can't, I associate CCS catalogs with a lot of holidays as well. You know, you know, you know, a gift, a gift holiday is coming up. You're cracking out the CCS catalog. You're leaving Guardian A and Guardian B. If you uh slipping them a few notes, a little circle. Mm-hmm. You know, this zero board would be pretty cool. I mean, if you wanted to get a complete, I like the Speed Demon bearings. I want this backpack, and uh, listen, it's the CCS backpack, so it's a little bit cheaper. I want the Osiris one because obviously I want the speakers. Mm-hmm. I want the speakers. The G bag. I want the G bag. Yep. Listen, look at me. I want the G bag. Yep. Mom and Dad, you know I'm a G. Mm-hmm. I want the G bag. However, however, I'm willing to meet you halfway. I would like this CCS. And that's backpack saving you money. That's saving you money in the long run, and this is a quality backpack. Mm-hmm. You don't understand. Still got the skateboard that can strap onto it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's great. Quality back. It's great. Well, you know, I feel like we got to get to the bottom of this, whether or not um, a physical copy of the CCS catalog still exists. 
You know what? I feel like it's something we could easily Google. But instead of that, why don't we try to find a guest that could answer that for us? Yeah, that sounds much better. That sounds more interesting. And yeah. you know we could milk it and make a whole episode. <laughs> Dude, that's not a bad idea. These suckers won't even know the difference. Yeah, fucking, well, I'm going to cut this, obviously. Oh, obviously. These fucking sweating, deranged idiots aren't going to realize. Yeah. But, you know, because if they knew. <laughs> if they knew. God, they're stupid. All right. Well, hey, you know what? Why don't we go grab a Clown Shoes brand beer? Perfect. And then, you know what? Also, you know, we could take the time to shave our balls. These That's are the man- true. Using Manscaped products. Yep. We would shave our balls. And also, we'll find a guest. All right. That sounds great. All right. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Hey, all you sweaty and deranged fans out there with those sweaty and deranged balls of yours, are you tired of cutting your balls in the shower? I know I am. God, you're trying to trim your balls, trying to get that ball hair off, and you just cut it? It happens all the time. Yeah, it happened, I mean, it used to happen all the time to me, but then Manscaped hooked us up with a bunch of tools and formulations from their Perfect Package 3.0 kit. And let me tell you, it is fantastic. Manscaped has created the best ball hair trimmer ever, the Lawnmower 3.0. Their third-generation trimmer, which features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. I'm tired of those grooming accidents. I mean, who isn't? God, everyone is, I think. And not only that, it has an LED light, so you can see your balls when you're trimming them. And you know it gets dark down there. That's a must. Usually I don't like to shine light down there because I don't want to see what's happening. Naturally. But when you're trimming the ball hair and you know you got a blade down there, even if it's ceramic, you got to light it up. Oh, you got it. And don't forget, after you trim your balls, don't go trimming your face with that same razor, Big Zo. I mean, I usually do. Is that bad? You, I mean, you probably shouldn't. I mean, if you think about the logic of it, going balls to face, mm-hmm. it's kind of just like putting your balls on your face. Right. Okay, so I mean, all right, so you're cool with it, but any sweaty and deranged fans out there that aren't cool with that, they should probably just get a second razor for their face. But anyhow, the Lawnmower 3.0 comes inside their brand new Perfect Package 3.0, which comes with everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. That's pretty nice. It is pretty nice. You know what else is really nice? This is the nicest part. For all those sweaty and deranged fans out there, if you want to get some nice trimmed, clean balls you head over to manscaped.com use the promo code fancy lad and you're gonna get 20 percent off and free shipping did you hear that big so 20 percent off and free shipping yeah and did you hear what the discount code is i thought you said fancy lad i did say fancy lad you got it makes sense sweaty and deranged fans sweaty and deranged balls this goes higher up than we thought wait a minute sweaty deranged balls oh my god i'm gonna have to call the president Hello. Uh, yeah, Mr. President. Yeah, yeah, we have that same problem again. Oh no, the sweating deranged balls. Yeah, that's right. Again, again. I thought I took care of that last time. No, you're gonna have to press the button. Okay, press the button, and I'll be right there. Okay. Hello. Oh yeah, come right in. Uh, that was quick. Hello. Hi, Mr. President. Welcome to the Fan Club Podcast. Oh, thank you. Thanks for being on. Oh, absolutely. I love it's her. a pleasure and an honor. It's my favorite podcast. Oh, so it's probably an honor for you. Oh, is this a lawnmower 3.0? Uh, yeah. It's okay, it's mine now. See you later. Oh, oh, God damn it. You did it again. Oh, God damn it. Yeah, you just jumped out the window. Goddamn president always. You know what? I think this was all a big ploy, the sponsorship, just so the president could come here, mm-hmm. steal the lawnmower 3.0, uh-huh. and jump out the window Again. Wait, do you think Manscaped is behind this whole thing? I do. Oh, I don't, we don't know how high this goes. Well, the only way we can really find out is if all the sweaty and deranged fans get 20% off and free shipping with code FANCYLAD at manscaped.com. 
That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code FANCYLAD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Oh, you got to. You know what? If for nothing else, just the experiment alone to see what's really going on. Who knows what smooth balls are really like? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And we are back. Oh, we are back. And Big Zo, that was a good break. Oh, my God. That's just one of those breaks you dream about. Oh, my God. You know, and I dream about breaks so goddamn much. But that one, oh, I haven't had a dream that good in a long time. Frankly, I'm sick of hearing it. About the dreams? Yeah, just the fact that you've been dreaming. God, well, you know what? I, you know, is it really that bad of a thing for a man to dream? Or anyone? Anyone? I say give up on your dreams. Okay. Oh, well, you weren't pursuing them, right? Oh, no, I wasn't pursuing them. Oh, I was just enjoying God. them. Okay. Yeah. You can have them as much as you want. Just, I just like the thought of them. Yeah. Yeah. I just like the thought. Yeah. I'm not going to pursue it. Thank God. Don't get carried Thank away. God, Look at me. Look I, at me. I don't, you know me. I don't do anything. I know. Come on. I know. Come on. But you dream of one day, you know, owning another N64 and maybe possibly owning the game Gex. So I just, listen, I don't want to get your hopes up. I would die that a happy man comes. if I owned a sixth N64 and one copy of Gex. Yeah. I will be set. And, you know, I'll be a happy man if I just. Oh, oh dude, what was that? Crack into this uh, Clown Shoes brand beer right here. Sponsor oh, of the Fancy Lad podcast. Goodness. I uh, love Clown Shoes. Oh, who doesn't? Which one do you got there? This is the uh, Haze Cake. Oh, man. It's the big boy. It's the Hazy Double IPA. That is a big boy. What's the ABV on that for all our Chris Pastresses listening? We're talking 9%. Oh, you hear that, Chris? You're going to love that. That's a big nine boy. Hold on. What's like Yell Exit Dune? Oh, yeah. Let's hear that sip action. Mm. Oh, God, that's good. Oh, man. Oh, that's good stuff. Damn. Well, that's, you know, I'm happy for you, and I'm happy you have that, but, you know, I feel like this is an appropriate time for me to say that. Oh, dude, I also grabbed a Clown Shoes brand beer, but I went with the Mango Farm India Pale Ale with mango. Because mm-hmm. you love that Crunkle Sam so much. I love Crunkle Sam. There's something about him. I haven't been too big of a fan of his lately, mm-hmm. I will admit, mm-hmm. but I think he's going to make a comeback. There you go. I'm just going to do a little sip. Well, now we've appeased the sponsors. Let's uh, let's oh. introduce our special guest. Here. Oh, wait. Also, we did shave our balls. Thanks to Manscaped. Thanks to Manscaped. OK, perfect. Now we can introduce our special guest. Yep. Perfect. OK. Matt Price, mm-hmm. king of CCS. Mm-hmm. The pretty much one of the biggest figureheads in the industry that you can even come across. You'd be hard pressed to find a bigger figurehead in the industry. He's he's, to he's come the, across. He's the Wizard of Oz behind the whole thing. Like he's the one bigger. No, no, no. We're talking metaphorical here, but Matt, you listen. may be right. Though. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I know he's a, it's true. He's a he's a big boy. He's a big boy skater. And, you know, I don't mind saying that because you know what? I consider myself a big boy. I, I, I welcome I most mean, people. You, do. I vibe with your. I think that that's appropriate. Like we we can consider ourselves large skateboarders. It's a we're a yeah. small a, a niche group of skaters. So I'm okay with you. You know, assuming I, that I'm happy. Yeah, I was at the skate park today, and there was this like big girl skater, and she was killing it. And I was like, I was just surprised. And it wasn't because you know she was a girl. I said it was because she was big, and I was like, I don't see it too often. I just don't. I'm like, I was trying to. Th- think and i was like besides like me matt price and marby 
Like, who are the more full, like, figured, big bone skaters in, like, the spotlight? You know? We don't have a lot of people holding it down for us. You know, maybe, like, Matt Schlager. Matt Schlager of the Seattle 15 flat 15 fame. Yeah. I think that's correct. But uh, Matt's pretty pretty epic for a large skater. But, uh, no, Marty and I, we skated skated yesterday and we were just talking about that. Like, I'm like, we got to, sometimes you have to really, like, I think I, I hid from it from a long time. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be like a fat skater. And now I'm like, yeah, I'll be a fat. I'll just be the fat skater. That's fine. Like, you know, if, if, uh, if some young Husky, uh, you know, would be skate kid gets excited to see some, you know, fat person skating, then that's like a representation, right? It's cool. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's great because it, you know, encourages I like skateboarding should be encompassing of all walks of life. It's it, it, has it doesn't discriminate against you know anyone can skateboard and but you know growing up you never see i never really saw anybody uh you know bigger in the videos and i mean i remember my brothers used to make fun of me because there was this one big dude in the thrasher video rob Oliveira, and because you know i was bigger they would always like rag on me because this one guy was in the video I thought that it was super sick that they put that one guy in the video, though. Oh, for sure. You were, like, hyped when you saw Like, the funny thing about skating is even if you're a little fat, you're fat, right? Like, oh. like I remember people, like, when – and no disrespect to Jordan Taylor because I fucking love Jordan. When Jordan Taylor came out, I remember people being like, oh, that fat kid on Toy Machine. I'm like, he's not fat. He has, like, a round face. Yeah. Like, he's actually, like, in really good shape. Like, he's got wide shoulders and around like, – it's not like he's fat, but that was, like, considered – fat you know or that like a or like fred gall you know fred gall is like mm-hmm. a thick a thick hearty man he's not but he's not like fat he's never been right. like obese or anything but he was considered like fat by skateboarding standards because you're just you know you're surrounded by by bird people because the best skaters end up being like it's like running yeah. or something like your body is just predisposed to like jumping down shit and not breaking because you weigh like not 120 pounds and that's fine like i don't know i think there's a there's something i grew up like you know going skating with like Ryan Lay, like anyone looks fat next to Ryan Lay. Like he's like six foot four, and I don't know what he weighs, but he's a very thin man. And like you just, we make a nice ten next to each other, and that just eventually gives you a complex. I think being around yeah. thin skaters all the time. Fred Gall, he used to be super skinny though, so maybe that's why it came out. If you put that's old true. Gall next to new Gall, it's just yes. in, it's all relative, you know. Which, which I have a rule, an unspoken rule in my head about fat skaters, and I, I, I still respect any, any heavy skaters out there that are doing it, like I respect, but I have a little more respect for skaters that have always been fat. Like, if you've just been the fat kid into mm-hmm. the fat adult, and I mean, maybe that's, what, that's what I was, I'm like, I'm, I'm here for you. Like, if you were thin and got fat, that's cool, too, but if you got good at skating when you were thin, right. it's a little different than learning, learning tricks with, like, 250 pounds learning how to, like, you know whatever back tail the ledge is different than learning at like 160 and then getting to 250 i think yeah tom you don't know how many times i say this no i do no i i was gonna say matt you don't know how many times i have to hear big zoe fucking say this to matt tomasello yell exit matt tomasello Mm -hmm. and it's a good it's a valid point but matt just can't get it through his fucking head no he just can't get it not you matt matt tomasello matt tomasello can't get it through his head yeah whenever i'm struggling with like skating down a small stair set or you know committing to something 
that's like a little bit scary because you know everything's so goddamn easy for him. That's another mm-hmm. thing. And so then it's not that just he's lighter; he's just so goddamn good. Too. Yeah, but I'm always like, Matt, you put on a backpack with a hundred pounds mm-hmm. and you try the same trick and then come back to me. All right. Yep. Yeah. Let's get fifty on the front, fifty on the back. Yeah. And then we have to even it out. You can because he floats. He's he's one of those like six skaters that like that floats, right? Like when yeah. he's in the air, like sometimes his clips look fake. Even when they're yeah. out in slow-mo, you're like, I, I watch him and I feel like, does he just have some after effects shit that he can like keep his feet in the air an extra second? Or it, it like, it's hard to like understand. So I get it. Like, I'm like, you're a floater. That's cool. I'm like, you know, it's like when you, if you put a gun to my head, I could ollie five boards probably if you gave me an hour, right? Like I would try my hardest and I would get over it. And then in the footage, I would be in the air for like, 0.01 seconds like you're just up and down so fast and you feel like i, I did the highest all in my life and then you watch the clip and you're like i don't even think i got in the air how, right. how did that because your body wants to be back down so fast and that's uh i, I am jealous of floaty skaters because i've yeah. never never experienced it i know well you were skating with uh you know our our good buddy there and team rider uh john benton ah love john yeah and uh i mean he considers himself bit of a big boy too but he's been running and uh i've been jealous of his his ups lately yeah well genuinely. he's also been doing a lot of he was working like construction and stuff so he's just in like he's pretty fit right now i'd say well you know it's Are an you... ath- it's it's an athletic uh you know i'm not gonna call it a sport but it's an athletic art form and uh you know obviously it's gonna be a lot easier for those who are actually fit, but you know, yeah, I, I was actually talking about this the other day with a coworker who's like twenty, you know, and I was like, "Listen, I come from a time where skaters were fucking all they did was skate and fucking hang out and talk about skating, and then you know, maybe party, maybe drink, whatever." It's like. The people coming down now, they're all fucking, like, they're athletes, you know? They're not skating. They're doing all this fucking cross-training, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is, like, cool and obviously very beneficial. And I wish the entire time I was skating, I was thinking, you know what? I should stretch as well. I should fucking do jumping jacks or some bullshit, you know? But, For like, sure. that is, like, that is, like, the level that people are at now. The people that we are seeing doing this fucking crazy shit. It's like, yeah, they're also, like, spending, like, you know, they have personal trainers and shit and they're doing fucking, they got jump ropes and they're posting on yeah. Instagram how sweaty their t-shirt is today, you know, but in, Matt, in Montreal, yeah. you know, per se. What I'm saying though, Matt, is if I did that, do you think I would be this creative skater that I am today? No, there's no, no. I mean, don't, all my gym people are going to get mad at me. I'm like, does creativity come from the gym? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not sure if that's where uh, that's where it, it, it builds. I think also being, uh, you know, to use a, a, a term that may be outdated, but being a fat ass, you look at the you look at skating differently. You have to like uh, you have to adapt, right? You're like, well, I can't ollie over that, and everyone else can ollie over it. What do I? And you're like, ah, oh, I learned how to no comply real well, right? Like these mm-hmm. dumb little things that like are part of your skating, or you learn all that. You learn to look at a spot differently and find you're like, oh shit, all right. I could slap you into that curb right there. Everyone else is ollieing into it like five feet down where it's a little higher, but you're like, Oh, I can get into it right there. Like you just, you kind of are forced to like uh, learn a different way of skating because you're just not, and that could just come from sucking at skating too. But I think it's a combination of being, you know, your body is not like cut out for it. There's a, 
there's an old like I think I don't know if it was Thrasher or some mag and it was they were asking photographers like questions doing an interview and they're like how'd you get into photography were you a fat kid or a rich kid and those were yeah. the two options I was like that is a very very accurate like that, uh, that's yeah. a perfect when, question when you were talking about cliches I almost thought to myself yeah being the uh the the fat kid filmer yeah of yeah. being oh, like such sure. cliche you know we always yeah. talk here at fancy lad we always talk about finding ourselves a 14 year old fat filmer you know because I mean, like that's... that's like that's what we had when when we were growing up you know whoa I mean, whoa tom I, I it's can... it's cool when me and matt say it but when i hear yeah. it coming out of your mouth there's just something that kind of irks me about it you know that's my bad and i'm sorry listen i i'm here for you guys i want to be you know <laughs> I want to be an ally in this for yeah. sure. Yeah, no body yeah, shaming here. I also Unless... just I I just feel like I have to say something occasionally because I want to make sure that the mics are working. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So that's my bad. That's yeah, but no, you're right. I think there's there's few there's few people that want to be a part of skateboarding as bad as like the fucking fourteen year old fat filmer, which is what I. I essentially was probably a 16 year old fat photographer, right? When you're just like, mm -hmm. oh man, everyone's starting to get good. They're ripping. Like I'm not ripping as hard. I'm trying as hard as I can and I'm not ripping it. You're like, okay, I, I want to still stay in the mix. And that's like, you just, you're down for whatever. And you endure a lot of bullshit, I think, to become that, you know, right? You just, you take oh, shit. Oh, for sure. You, fucking, you get sit in the worst spot in the van on your first trip, whatever it is. Like you're just like, oh yeah, I'm not. You know, I'm not even supposed to be here. I'm, I'm just lucky that I fuck someone gave me a spot in this hotel room or whatever. And you, uh, you really, you gotta want it. I think. Yeah. Well, you've really, uh, you rose the ranks, you know, um, I wanted it. <laughs> so before, before we had you on big zone, this is just a question we had real quick. Yeah. Is there still a physical CCS catalog? Yes. Well, so there, yeah, there is technically, they, they, uh, they were gone for a while because, mm -hmm. uh, like the pr previous owners before 2014, uh, were printing a lot of catalogs in a digital space and that was a little too much. So when the new owners purchased CCS and then I came on board, we didn't do the catalog for the first year and a half, but, uh, that was actually, that's one thing I'm, I can be super proud of is I was like, we have to figure out a way to bring the catalog back, even if it's smaller in scale, you know, I think it's just super important to the brand and to everyone that grew up with the shit. Like, I mean, should be the exact yeah. same dimensions as the old catalog. Wait, uh, are you referring to this right here? And that's uh, not for the show. I just have this on my desk all day. Oh, right yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, was yeah, that, that Bob Burnquist on there? Yeah. That's a switch boneless cover from holiday 2000 right there. Dude, on vert. Of course. I knew it. I honestly all I saw was the Hurley sticker and I was like, is that Bob Burnquist? It's gotta be Bob. You know it. But uh but yeah, the whole thing was we, we were like, I wanna bring it back, I wanna bring it back in the same size because that was the size that I grew up with, so it's just like me being selfish. But uh yeah, up until COVID we were doing three issues a year. We would do like a spring, summer, a fall, and a holiday. Uh, COVID fucked everything up for uh, like product availability. It was really hard to plan because everything was shipping late and everything was just such a mess. So we didn't do it for the whole year because it was like we couldn't – we didn't know what was going to be an inventory when the catalog came out. So we couldn't plan yeah. uh, appropriately. But we are coming back for holiday, uh, coming back real strong. The board shortage hit everybody hard. Yeah, man, everything. And just like even just with shoes and stuff like shipping, like – Stuff that was supposed to show up, you know, in January didn't show up till May. And just that is like, it makes it so difficult to put something into print and, and be like, oh, yeah, you can order this. And then a bunch of angry people are like, what? what? This is nowhere to be found on your website. And, but, 
yeah, so long story short, we definitely still print the catalog. We print it in a more, uh, you know, 2021 friendly kind of way. It's a smaller circulation. It's less times per year, but I think it's a, uh, as long as CCS exists, the catalog has to exist. I think it's, it's almost yeah. like silly if it doesn't. Now here, here's an idea for you that I was thinking of the other day, and I'll give this to you for free right now, but if you end up using it, you're going to owe me big time. Um, no, you that, just said free. That's recorded. So I said free. I said free. Okay. I said free right now. Okay. <laughs> but if you use it, but this is, and listen, I think I would subscribe to this. If you had a subscription where it was just like every month or every two months or something, you get a, an old, like a, just a newly printed old copy of the CCS catalog. If you still had those somewhere where you could just be like, oh, we'll print this issue. And then be like, people would fucking go sh- fucking bonkers over that. Obviously, you can't order from it. But, dude, just to go through and look at it and look at the fucking backpacks. Man, sure. Just to look at the, oh, the backpacks. Oh, oh don't guess, get us yeah. started on the backpacks. The backpacks. So I, I we have when, when these guys bought CCS, there was no catalog archive before 2009. So somehow in because the business was bought and sold a few times. So I think that mm. stuff just kind of got lost. So uh, we actually worked with, uh, you know, Kevin Marks. He does the look back library. He like, yeah. sets up print. He does like skate mag print libraries in different skate shops all over the country. Like he just loves printed mags and he collects all this shit. And I, I hit up Kevin and was like, hey, if you come across CCS catalogs, we'll buy them from you. So Kevin comes back after three months on the road and has 50 catalogs for us. So that's we, we started an archive that I currently have here at my house. And it's like we I had an intern scan them all. So we have them. We have a good chunk of catalogs like digitally like ready to go so what you're saying is like that's not impossible but mm-hmm. what i want to do is just uh before that is get them hosted like online somewhere so everyone can just come and, and see you know i think that would yeah be, yeah like makes sense just a, a good good start because i have a hard drive that has them all and and that's that's like the funnest shit about my job is like days when you're like hitting a wall or you're just fried or you can't get stoked on something like just pull out the box of catalogs and sit on the ground and like look through catalogs and you get to do it for work which is insane but that's like a it's a, it's just like it's crazy. It's like a Christmas morning type thing, right? You just have all these catalogs, and it just instantly floods you with all those, uh, all your uh, serotonin from when you were a kid or whatever it was. Whatever it is that fucking makes you so happy about seeing that shit, you're like, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, it's a nostalgia kind of. factor. Yeah, it's weird to think yeah. that the you know the product itself, just the consumerism of it all, could bring that yeah. sort of joy, but it really does. Well, it's it's crazy to think in a world where like there's media, right? And there's a media site or some, you know, say there's someone who has a bunch of followers on Instagram. They post one thing trying to sell something and a bunch of people get furious. Like they're like, fuck you, don't try and sell me shit. I'm here for this or whatever. Yeah. When the catalog was literally a magazine in itself devoted to selling you shit and people begged for it. You're like, yeah, it's yeah, a crazy yeah. your concept to be like, oh yeah, like I want to see the thing that shows me what I can buy. It just depends on what mindset people are in, right? Or you're like, mm-hmm. oh no, don't don't sell me shit. And then meanwhile, you're like, oh, I'm signing up to get that catalog every month so you can sell me shit. It's yeah. just well, it's- I mean, with with the the whole Instagram thing though, it's like there there's a difference between like you can you can like post and be like, oh, you know, I get this fucking boxed water from this company, and yeah, yeah. I think it's great, and you guys should try it out, and people get all fucking pissed about that, but. They're not thinking about your fucking 20 previous posts where they're looking and being like, ooh, I like that fucking outfit. I like those shoes. I like all that shit. You know, that's the whole thing is that anyhow. And once people get explicit with it, you know, 
It's like with Tony Hawk. Like, people always shit on Tony Hawk for fucking selling out. And it's like, what? He, like, tried to fucking make money in a way that, like, had not been done in, in like, that industry before. You know? It's like... Yeah, like, what, like, Also, like... Also, like, it's not really selling out, like, getting sponsored by shit that you, like, I mean, fucking... That's what I was going to say. First of all, like, fucking sell out. Also, sellout is a fucking you know worthless I, term. I say, I say go ahead and sell out because honestly, there's not a lot of money. I mean, I mean, I know people are making money in skateboarding, but yeah. it's tough. Do you it, want to? Do you want to just oh. be appreciated like fucking a hundred years after you're dead, or you want to make some fucking green, my dude? Well, I think, and it's also like everyone has their own line about like what selling out is. But I'm, I was gonna say, have you ever had a fucking bagel bite? They're like delicious. They're like oh, they're fantastic. Pieces. Soaked that, in butter. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, is like shit like, like that. It's like if you were like, oh, I could get free bagel bites and they'll pay me. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, they, I buy that shit anyways. It's like if exactly. Hot Pockets hit me up, like, yeah, I get Hot Pockets. Why yeah. Not? You're telling me I, I can get no. free Clown Shoes brand beer and free Liquid Death just by putting doing a podcast and interviewing Matt Price? Are you kidding me? Yeah. You'll send me boxers and allow me to shave my pubic hair and my nostrils with two different devices, Manscaped, and go to manscaped.com. Use uh, promo code FANCYLAD for 20% off and free shipping? 20%? Yeah, yeah wow. 20% and free shipping. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I I, think that, again, I think there's a lot of people have changed, right? Skateboarding has been has changed a lot, and the what people, what's allowed versus what's not allowed by people who fuck shit. But at the same mm-hmm. time, like, there's nothing, I, I've never, ever felt, like, bummed on the concept of someone being like, oh, this thing that I use or would use anyway, or like I drink water every day, right? Some bottled water company wants to come and give me money to drink their bottled water. I'm like, okay, well, your water tastes the same as water because it's fucking water. Right. Yeah, you can give me money to fucking talk about your water. like And if, also water. I'm, yeah, <laughs> water is great. Like, <laughs> I'm like, Trader Joe's brand bourbon wants to sponsor me because yeah. that's what I'm drinking. Like, I would love that. You know, it's like that there's like, it's just things that you use and buy in your daily life. And I always, I never really understood that, even when I was younger and like tougher and didn't want to sell out, right? But just like, ah, fuck, bagel bites. That was the one I feel like he got a lot of shit for from a lot of people. It's like, oh, oh bagel absolutely. Bite. You're like, bagel bites are sick. It's like, I'm come on, dude. Angry it, like, that. you're fucking mad at Tony. Your mom made us bagel bites yesterday. Yeah. You know, it's like, like we, come on, well, we man. We played his fucking video game. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, your mom made us. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're complaining about it. Yeah. It's like, that's because you don't think that should be allowed in skating. Also, it's like, who fucking care? Like, no one brings up your like oh, hawk shoes or the fact that it was like a Coles thing. Like, again, I'm not even talking shit. That that to me is all rad. Like, I have a lot of respect for Tony. I had some hawk shoes. See, it's like it's like fucking so many people. I think it's quick. A lot of people talk shit on things that they don't have the opportunity to feel uncomfortable about, too. Right? Like, there's a million people out there that might be like Tony Hawk's a sellout. Tony Hawk walks into their skate park and they're gonna be like knees shaking and be like, yeah. oh my god, it's Tony Hawk. You know and yeah. Once you once you go through that once or twice, you really it, it like changes your outlook on like who you're gonna talk shit on for doing things. You're just like fuck it. Like also like everyone you know like Atiba is a good example. Atiba does a ton of like brand deals and all these things. And like I I saw like once someone talked shit on him in his store. It was like fuck you. This is whack. You're promoting McDonald's or something. And he was like, dude, I like support my mom. Like fuck you, you know, and like, yeah. like that was just like such a you're like hey, you don't know how someone's life is set up and what like fuck off, like let yeah. them just do their thing and like also like I eat McDonald's. I'm not mad that he's fucking like I don't know that 
again, I think some people get more upset about it and that's totally fine. If you're yeah. not down for that, I also, with food stuff, it's easy for me. Cause I'm like, I'm just a fat ass. I eat everything. So I'm like, yeah, doing that for McDonald's. That's not, I, I had fries from there yesterday. Well, I think it's, it's something also where people, you know, you see a pro skater or you see a pro photographer, or pro filmer or something, you know, like, you know, like a Tiba and you're like, Oh, that's a Tiba. That dude, you know, must make like tons of money because skating, you know, because he's in sure. the skate scene or like a skater, like, Oh, he's a pro skater. He makes tons of money. It's like, they're not making tons of money off skating. And even if they are, it's only going to be for a short amount of time. Like how the fuck yeah. else do you think they're going to make money? Especially like if they have a family that they need to support or anything like that, you know, yeah, like let alone even like, even like, uh, someone that was an individual skater that didn't have to support anyone. If they were smart with their money, they'd still have to fucking figure something out at some point, you know, it's not retirement level money, you know, like no, I think that, no. that even if you're doing really, really well in skating, you're not just going to make enough to feel like, you know, you have to be, I mean, I'm trying to think of skate, like Keith Kerchart is the only skater I can think of off the top of my head. who's like retired off his money from skating, but that was also because he are you talking about skate money. Are you talking about your friend Heath Kirchert? <laughs> yeah, my my close personal friend Heath Kirchert. <laughs> so tell us no, what, what was Heath... the first time you and Heath met? All right, tell me your favorite Heath Kirchert story the, about you and Heath just hanging out. Just what do you and Heath oh, do man. together? I want to know. <laughs> I don't hang out with Heath a ton. It's I met Heath when uh, he came out on a it was skateboard mag days. And Dave Swift and Kevin Wilkins came out to Arizona uh, and they were in an RV and they brought Heath along and I skated with them for like three days. And for the first day and a half, I was like terrified. So it's fucking Heath. Like I didn't have anything to talk to Heath about or whatever. And uh, we, for some reason on that trip, it was Phoenix Sam. Every night we ate at Claim Jumper for five nights in a row. Like, I don't know why we ate at fucking Claim Jumper, but we just went to like, you guys know Claim Jumper? No. I don't even know. Is that like a... Is it Claim? Like as in a... a, a, a... Claim? Yeah, like a goal, like a, it's like a, I think it's based off of old prospector, like claim jumper. Like this is my gold claim or my okay. land. I claim, claim this I land guess. jumper. It's, Weird. it's a fucking chain steakhouse that's in like the parking lot of malls, essentially. You know, it's like Outback. Sounds good. Maybe like, I mean, it's delicious, Hell but yeah. it's like a, it's like Outback Steakhouse, but maybe a little more expensive and just like, you know, one step above, but it's just like this chain steakhouse. So for some reason we ate it, uh, claim jumper every single night for five nights in a row. And we took turns paying, and uh, the first night, Swift paid and Wilkins paid. They were, like, the owners of the skateboard mag, so I just assumed, oh, they're putting it on their card, the skateboard mag card, whatever. I was, right. like, a junior photographer at the time. Tax write-off. Yeah, like, fuck it. He's paid one night, and in my head, I'm like, he's Heath Kirchhardt, he's rich, whatever. And then fourth or fifth night comes, and they're like, it's your night to pay price. And my night was the biggest night. We had a... Uh, Steve Luther, who at the time I think was running Circa or Converse, <laughs> Sally Vitello was there randomly. Like it was oh, a very weird crew of people, and it was a huge dinner. Wait, and so it wasn't was like just 300... the four of you? No, it was everyone. Oh, and I think they were bullshit. fucking with me because I was like twenty or something, and they were like, "Oh, it's your night to pay," you know. Like, and it was like a three hundred fifty dollars tab, and I was like, "Fuck it, it's my night to pay. I'll pay." And I think I like I surprised. I took the bill and I fucking paid it, you know. And I I remember like. Heath like that I think Heath was like holy shit like and I think he told Dave later like oh that kid's like fucking really I, I impressed Heath purely because Heath is so cheap that he was impressed that I bought him dinner I think that was like when and the next day we like talked a little more and like we had it was like I felt like that was the start of our bonding was that like he was like oh cool you bought me something we're friends now but I think it was more of like a they were just they didn't expect me to actually pay for the dinner because I probably had 
you know, 700 bucks in my bank account and spent half of it on fucking stakes at the claim jumper. Yeah. But, uh, it was, it was, uh, I, I was, I actually, I guess I was riding a little high because I had sold this Ryan Sheckler photo to Oakley for a lot of money, like maybe the month before, which for me at the time was like fucking insane. Dude, and I think yeah. I thought like, I'm just going to keep getting these ads forever. Like I'm going to fucking buy these guys dinner. I don't give a fuck. I was, uh, I was a little reckless with money, I think in, in those days, but but I think that was how I earned Heath's respect. And then we kind of, from there, just, you know, became friends. And over the years, I've never shot a skate photo of him. We tried once. We shot a sequence, attempted a sequence one time, and we didn't get it. And then since then, we just hang out every now and then. Yeah. Dude, that sucks. Is he looking for any sponsors right now? Uh, I don't. <laughs> I think he's the opposite of looking for sponsors. He wants fucking, he's probably yeah. turning them down. <laughs> I mean, he's just looking for, he has open spots for more friends to buy him dinner. He Please. Just ca- calls Matt occasionally. He's like, hey, what, you, Matt, what, have you eaten yet, bud? Matt, you really think, uh, you know, Heath is going to be clamoring at the opportunity to ride for Fancy Lad? I mean, you never know. I don't, I don't know. I don't think he's clamoring at the, at the chance to ride in general. He's really hard to get like when I first moved to LA, I tried to get him to skate a lot. And he just doesn't, he doesn't skate much, you know? And I would be like, let's go to like stoner early in the morning. And like, we went like a few times and it, it, he just skates like twice a year. I think he just doesn't, I think if he's not doing it at the level he could was doing it before, he doesn't really care to do it. As I didn't much. know I if it was not. a, didn't know if it was a BAM thing where he just didn't like being like recognized at the uh, skate park or whatever, you know? That could be part of it. I don't, I don't think so though. I think he genuinely just doesn't, I think he skates very differently than like maybe you or I skate. Like I'm like, let's just go have fun and push around and skate ledges. And I think he's like, that's not fun. I think he wants to like almost die. That's why he like, that's why now instead of skating, he's like, you know, rowing his boat to fucking wherever. And like, he's taking flying lessons and wants to fucking, you know, fly a plane. He just wants to do like, he's an adrenaline junkie. He's an extremist. I've told him that. I said, you're an adrenaline junkie. He's not, I'm not. He says, say it's my face, motherfucker. And then you're like, whoa, Heath, Heath. I just no, he, bought you uh, dinner, my dude. <laughs> I drove all nah. drove you all the way to Claims Jumper to buy you a nice steak jumper, dinner. <laughs> I bought you like fucking a pound and a half of red meat. But uh, <laughs> no, I, I think the the coolest, just to finish up, the, my favorite Heath thing that ever happened was he came to Portland for a skate contest we did for CCS. And we went, him and myself and my wife ended up going to uh, Acropolis in Portland, which is a gentleman's club or just an adult's club, I guess. And uh, they have, again, they have like... Uh, adult's club? What does that mean? They like play Matlock 24-7 or... Yeah, kind of, I just, I didn't want to, I didn't want to generalize. I'm like, well, strip club's not just for gentlemen. It could be for anyone, you know, anyone over 18. But, uh, mm-hmm. so we went and uh, this place also like has really good steaks, really good burgers. And just, we had dinner. And then my wife and, and Heath and myself ended up getting pretty hammered and just like hanging out and just, you know, throwing money and just hanging out at the strip club and enjoying the, the atmosphere. And on the way home, we were all a little drunk and we were planning our wedding at the time. And Susie was like, you have to come to our wedding. And Heath was like, I'll come to your wedding for sure. Everyone's just drunk. And then, you know, fast forward six months or whenever we're getting the invitations ready. And she's like, should we send one to Heath? We invited him. And I'm like, I mean, I guess we can invite Heath to our wedding. That seems like ridiculous. <laughs> and, and we invited Heath to our wedding and, and fucking he showed up. And he was day like, of the wedding, fuck, they remembered. <laughs> I feel like he's like, ah, this is going to be awkward if I don't go. So day of the wedding, one of my friends texts me. He's like, I think I just saw Heath chart at the pool of the hotel. I'm like, oh, that means he came. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of, 
I, I was blown away. I was like, that is because our wedding. You know, trying to be, trying to like play it cool as you like make your vows. You're just like, I promise to love you for forever or, or whatever. I mean, whatever's cool. I don't really care. I'm just a skater. Just at him so he, I love you. Like nice and white satin plays when we walk down <laughs> yeah. the aisle together. Yeah. But uh, but no, that, that was like a, and I think it's some people get into an industry or like meet like friends like that, and it's like you go, they have those events. Like, oh, my wedding was like the fucking. Some people have the industry wedding or whatever industry you're in. You know, like our wedding was not like that. There was like fucking, you know, two or three pro skaters. It was all our friends and shit. And so right. it was just really funny that like fucking Keith was one of the random people who you know where your friends where your friends shitting their pants that heath kirchart was there and did the guy conducting the sermon when he said uh is there any reason why these two should not be wed or forever hold your peace did you stop for like a good 30 seconds and look at heath and be like this is your chance you're the one for me Heath. me and you we're in this together I'm like, claim jumper forever. Every yeah. day of my vows. I was like, I promised to buy you claim jumper every day of our life. And I winked at him. I was like, no, uh, he did not object to our union, which was oh, nice. That's, good. And, that's uh, really nice. That's actually. polite. Yeah, yeah. That's always a good, good sign when that happens. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, I mean, no, it, it, he has an interesting effect on people because he is so like elusive, I think. And, and like, yeah, people, friends were just like, what the fuck? Like, I think they just, and he's just quiet. So I think people don't know how to like, you know, I don't think he's a super social person in that way. So he makes it extra awkward. And I think it's just, uh, but he is honestly the most like interest, interesting person like in skateboarding. Yeah. I think like he's fun to hang out with. Well, you meet a lot of, uh, you know, you probably rub elbows with a lot of famous people over there in La La Land. You know, <laughs> oh, we're, yeah. we're over here in Boston, Massachusetts. No one's even heard of it. Actually. It's just the only famous people in Boston right now are Big Zo, mm-hmm. myself, mm-hmm. Tony Shalhoub. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's it. Wow. I guess I guess Ben Affleck when he decides to come out to get coffee. Is Mark Wahlberg from Boston? He's from Boston, but and he's I, not in Boston. And right I heard now. John Malkovich lives in Cambridge, but why am I not seeing all these people? I see the same people every day. Yeah, John Malkovich mm. doesn't. His his mother lives in Cambridge, and he's he's stays there frequently. Yeah. to help her. Get get him on the podcast. What are you wasting your time with me for? Get John Malkovich here. You well, got, you he got was number? actually he was actually supposed to come on tonight, and he bailed. Oh, uh, I was yeah. a, I was a backup guy. But what can you do? Is it true? Are you friends with Tim Roth? I, you know, I don't want to just have this be like a oh, podcast, yeah, no, no. This is where, the we podcast where we just ask you who you're friends about, with. You know, who more famous than you you hang out with. But is it true that you hang out with Tim Robinson? Yeah, yeah. Tim, it's funny. Tim has become like my like probably like one of my better like skate buddies like here in L.A. Like He, he does is, skate? Oh, yeah. Tim's a fucking he's like a skate rat. Like he skates way more than I do. I think you like, should leave Tim Robinson. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. He is like. Can so, you get him on the podcast? I can try. I can ask him. Okay, I'll, well, there I mean, we go. I'll, I'll, I'll always ask. But hell yeah! He, all right, uh, thanks, Matt. We'll talk to you later. All right. <laughs> all right <see> you <laughs> no, he um. So so that was crazy because I I fucking his show like I knew him from SNL and stuff before right. a little bit and uh, and I'd seen mm-hmm. like an episode or two of Detroiters. Yeah. And then I think you should leave came out and I saw it and it was like. My and it blew your heroes. fucking dome off. Happened to me best, too. It happened best to me. Comedy, best sketch like, comedy in the past ten years, at least. I put it on because I said, yeah. "Hey, you know what? I have fifteen minutes to watch one episode before I go to work. Watch the whole season. Go to work yep. late. Get home. Grab my roommates. Say, He's fired. We're watching this. Yep. 
Watch it again. Oh like, my god, it's, it's fucking fantastic. It's kind of like religion, right? Like when you watch it, you want to make everyone around you watch it. You're like, oh my god, you haven't seen it yet. You have to see it, even well, if they're not into it. You're like, no, no, watch it all because you got to make sure. Like, it's a very like. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, and you're like looking it. at people while they're watching it. Are you like, are you getting this? Are you getting this? I mean, it's like, like, you, want, you want me to rewind? I can rewind it if you didn't hear that, part, right? right? No, or like they start you. You just rewind it if you notice they aren't paying attention. You're like, no, we're going back. <laughs> I mean, Big Zoe and I are big comedy fans, but this is it's like true. that is I've not had that feeling with like a sketch comedy type show since like the the most recent one before that was the Birthday Boys show, which was on IFC. I don't know if you know okay. any of the Birthday. I know Boys. of it. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, that show is fantastic. And then before that, fucking Mister Show. But like, yeah, yeah dude. I think you should leave. It, Absolutely fucking rocked my socks off. I still have a soft spot for Tim and Eric's awesome show. Great job. But when I return back to it now, I'm like, the hell did it? What the hell was I thinking? I, it I don't didn't even really stand that, the test of time for some reason. The but, only time I watched that was at your your place when Linkwist would put it on. Yeah. I never watched it when it was on. But I don't even put that in the same. I wouldn't even think of no, that at as the, time, the same it, thing. At the time, it just blew my mind. Oh, but yeah. Now, yeah, when right, I right. go back to it, that's why it's like, I don't know. I what think, were you going to say, Matt? Still, I'm sorry. Well, I was going to say, I think Awesome Show is still really like great in so many ways. The, the thing that I took away from Awesome Show, like at first you watch it and it's super funny when you know you first see it. And then later on, I realized all the nuance of the editing and stuff and the cuts and I... And then I really appreciated like Doug Pound, who I think yeah, Yellig's like, a Doug. I, Pound. I was like, I was like, oh fuck, this dude, like he to me, that dude is responsible for a lot of people bit his shit afterwards. He, oh, he is the George Martin uh, for. I'm not sure if you're familiar with George Martin, but he is the George Martin for uh, Tim and Eric he, for sure. Is he the guy of? Uh, um, He's the producer of like the Beatles, like they're the the fifth Beatle. Oh, I was Some thinking, would say. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I thought. Were you thinking Bernie Toplin, the, the songwriter for Elton John? <laughs> no, I was thinking George R. R. Martin. Isn't that the guy who? Oh, that's the guy from the... Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, yeah, the fantasy. Yo, Big Zoe yeah. and I were on some Game of Thrones shit before the episode even started. It's true, and I don't even know what that means because I haven't really uh, seen the show. Mm-hmm. But I agree with Tom one hundred and ten percent. Thank you, bro. And Tom, I'm gonna ask you real quick. Yeah. Do you want to take a break, or should I just run and grab? Uh, pee <laughs> while you talk to Matt. Well, you know what? Why don't we take a break? Because I need to grab a I need to grab a beer, okay. and then I'm gonna take a pee, and then okay. why don't you grab a pee and you can take a beer? All right, that sounds great. All right, this is perfect. perfect. Yeah. All right, we'll All right, be right. We're back. gonna take a short break. This is weird. We're gonna Good. do it. Yep. Perfect. Uh, yeah. And we are back. Oh, my goodness. We are back. And that was a, another fantastic break. Hey, our special guest, Matt Price. What did you think of that break? Mm-hmm. That break was awesome. You want to see what I came back from that break from? Literally? Yeah, absolutely. A, a miniature pair of SXL shoes came in the mail in that box I got. Oh, best Whoa. colorway. Best colorway, too. Yeah. The OG, the, the those are just those way? are just the OG brown brown that, excels. We're that, not talking the B excels. Is that for your fingers while you're fingerboarding? I I was gonna say that it is, but sadly, I think my fingers might be too fat to fit in these. So I don't know what it's for, but it was just I think it was a gift from Soltech they sent to me at the CCS headquarters, and like they sent it to me in a box. So now I have these cute little tiny excels. It's like that Simpsons episode where Homer gets obese, except mm-hmm. in this case, your fingers are too fat to fingerboard with SXLs. Oh, my goodness. But my fingers can wear that moo-moo, the Homer moo-moo. Yeah, exactly. 
Oh, dude, I bet your fingers would look fly as hell in that little Homer Moo Moo. They, they would. I got to work my fingers out a little bit more, you know? <laughs> I got, actually, I do have my fingerboard here. I got all my desk supplies ready to go for some finger uh, workouts. What, what kind of fingerboard are you uh, rocking over there? You got a tech deck or are you using a uh, flat face fingerboard? Yell exit Mike Schneider. So it's kind of a tech deck, but it's made of wood, actually. But it's not the cool big wide ones, and it has Grimley stickers on it because I still, hmm. you know, this is the only this is the only relic that exists from my failed skateboard company from when I was young. So I just keep it around to remind myself that you know you suck at things. Hey, not everybody can uh, you know start and run a successful skateboard company. Yellow exit big zo. That's true. Yeah, I, or refer I know, to themselves I, uh, in the third person. No, it's rare, and it's fucking, you know, I, I, there are days where I sit and look at, you know, what some modern uh, brands are doing, you know, Fancy Lad not excluded, and I think, man, I am jealous, because that was what I wanted to do when I was 20, I just didn't know how to fucking do it. I tried to start doing it, and then I gave up by the time I was, like, 28 yeah. or something, but, but uh, no, man, it takes a lot. It's not well, a, you know, back to that whole, you know, we were talking about the big boy thing and the athletic thing before, you know, mm -hmm. I like to think of skateboarding as a sort of leisure sport. Oh yeah. More like bowling or where golf you, where you see, you know, just the most pathetic looking guy who could be extremely good at it at the same time too. For sure. They could have their magic. Like golf is a crazy one, right? Like you just, I just listened to a podcast the other day with John Daly. <laughs> He's oh, right? yeah. like, that's a, that's a good example of just like, what the fuck, man? Like that dude is, you look at him and you're like, oh, he's a world-class athlete, actually. Right. Like that's, that's Oh, yeah. Insane. Same, Insane. Different like, era, for sure. Yeah. But it's also like, that's Fred Gall to me, right? Like you're like, Fred Gall is someone that if yeah. you just met Freddie at a bar and his like fucking heyday of going crazy, you would never assume that that dude was like, you know, iconic pro skateboarder athlete, essentially. You're just yeah. like, yeah, but he could still just you know, fucking do his thing like anyone else, no matter what state he was in. And that's, uh, that's kind of cool. I think. Well, I bet if you, if you asked John Daly about golfing, he'd be like, Oh, well back in my day, you know, golfers only golfed and all they then Besides that, they just thought about golfing, you know, occasionally pottied, but you know, you know, it's just mostly golfing. And now this day they you know, they're all athletes. Now they're doing the cross training. They're doing the jumping jacks. They got their jump ropes. There's a guy up there in Montreal sweating through T-shirts. And you look at Babe. Said, yeah, yeah. And you look at Babe Ruth. He's a big fat ass. You look at Babe Ruth. Oh. He, he got that big old dump truck ass, looking like a Pixar mom. <laughs> oh, they thick. <laughs> no, Babe Ruth was thick. Babe Ruth is fucking. That that's like it's true. I mean, maybe. Matt, it was did you just say Babe Ruth was thick with two C's? And then he started drooling. <laughs> for all Babe the page, for all the people thick. that are not Patreon viewers, he is drooling. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say, do you guys? If only Babe Ruth had an OnlyFans like, back in the day, <laughs> I, he could have done really well. But no, nah, yeah. Ruth was—he was a big boy, and he did not give a fuck. I I love hearing those stories about like people that were like playing like professional sports, hammered, or yeah. fucking like on oh, drugs yeah. and shit. And like, obviously, I don't want anyone to be like addicted to drugs, but you're like, those stories are like insane, you know? And well, when when, when you're going back to like the '40s and the '50s and shit, and it's like, oh, this guy's on like straight like opium. You know, it's like, oh, that's kind of, or some, well, that's kind some of cool. primitive, primitive version of speed or something, right? Yeah, just right, like, oh, right. They're just, they're shooting some shit up and then fucking playing. Ba like, again, that's not good, but it's insane. It's like yeah. crazy because we're, we're trained to think that like athletes perform at this like pinnacle level and they have to be like incredibly healthy and shit. But like, not all of them. 
some people are just insanely naturally talented and they can get fucked up beyond belief and be better than you at everything. Yeah, and like, absolutely. Kind of sick. It's kind of sick that that exists. Well, we all yeah, have to agree that Reynolds' best footage was when he was drunk. Absolutely. And we've been trying to get him on the podcast to tell him that. <laughs> I'm sure he'd love that. I'm sure that someone who's calling it, we're life... going to call it the reverse intervention. I, I I love that like concept, like someone who's changed their life for the better probably yeah. would have died, you know, yep. addicted to thing. And they're like, mm-hmm. "Hey, man, you're sick now, but like you were really sick when you were almost dying. That Way cooler fun. when you were almost dead." Actually, yeah. that reminds me of the uh, Will Sasso Mad TV skit, skit where uh, he got skinny, and then the he had they had an intervention because all the cast members were like, "Will, I'm sorry, you're only funny because you were the fat guy." <laughs> <laughs> There's a fucking line from uh, it was that movie funny. It was a bad movie reference. That movie funny people with Adam Sandler and Jonah Hill. And, I fucking love oh, yeah. that movie, dude. And, yeah. and and he talks about losing weight, and he goes, "There's nothing funny about a physically fit man." And I was like, yeah. I, I, "I back that. I think I, I've <laughs> I've had that thought. I'm like, man, what if I was in like crazy shape? Would I be as like you know? Would I be jolly and lovable the same way? Like probably. I mean, not. would Chris Farley had been as funny? Absolutely not. No. No, of course not. I mean, that was, yeah, his whole thing. We were just talking yesterday. Marby and I were talking about, uh, like, athletic fats, about how, like, there's so few, like, big people that, like, jump and run and shit. We were saying, like, Chris Farley, Jack Black, you know, are mm-hmm. two yep. examples of people, like, they're consistently big as fuck and just, like, do not let that stop them from, like, doing, like, the most over-the-top slapstick yeah. type shit. Yeah. yeah. Jumping and breaking the tables and fucking, like, it's just it's really sick to see that or like when you see musicians like overweight musicians that just fucking like are fucking doing cardio for three hours on stage yeah. or some shit. drummers or drummers yeah, yeah i was gonna drummers. say you can say drummers we know it's drummers that's true they're, they're yeah, we really, all see you no no players. shirt gym shorts <laughs> fucking going fucking ham for three hours straight it's insane that's insane. you know I, you know at, at, we're on the topic of of uh tell me if it's okay if i say this Oh, you can say it. Okay, I so, was joking before. Oh, over of oh, like athletes that are are larger. You don't think of this typically, but fucking, there are a lot of football players that are like, when you look at them, they're just fucking just like big dudes. You know what I mean? And yeah. like, not like like a lot of them, like you know the. I don't know the positions, but the guys like the shorter guys that do a lot of the running and stuff. Yeah, yeah. They're typically like a little bit more like just like stout and fit, but like there's some fucking big burly dudes on there who are just like you know, just like I'm a big guy and like I still fucking destroy yeah. people on this, you know. Well they go to the they go to every practice. They train yeah. constantly, right? You're like dudes that are three hundred pounds. Yeah. And I'm not even like just our- I'm not even talking about people that just like fucking are just like a wall to block people, but it's like you look at these athletes and you see them in their fucking like with the shoulder pads and with their shirts. And then like, you know, just like, oh, that dude's actually not like what you would assume as like fit. You know? Yeah, no, I think there's lots of different. I mean, I, I think it's like whatever. Just listen to your fucking body. If you feel like shit, you feel like shit. If you feel good, you feel good. Like everything else is like uh, after you're like, OK, cool. Like, how do I look is like a separate thing for how do you feel? Right. But if you feel good and you can do your thing that you want to do, then fucking whatever. Like, who cares? Like, fucking. And I think that, yeah, it's surprising for people because whatever. we don't need to take this too deep and be like, everyone thinks that fat is unhealthy. But they do. And you're like, yeah, maybe it is. Maybe it's less healthy. But also, like, maybe it's fine. You know? Like, I don't fucking know. You're 
I get to, if you do the thing you want to do, then like who cares what your yeah. whatever your goals are, I guess. Yeah, one la- one last memory from my brothers bullying me growing up. Um <laughs> I also liked playing guitar. Yeah, I consider myself a bit of a guitarist. And uh, I yeah. remember my brothers telling me like early when I was like growing up, they're like, Yeah, you're never gonna be famous at guitar because uh no fat people are famous at playing guitar. And that's not true. <laughs> well, that's yeah, just that's plain like, untrue. Not only is that untrue, but also it's like so fucking like mean to see a child. Like, what the no, fuck? no, no, no. He had it coming. I'm sure he was a little prick. <laughs> no, listen, I'm not I've sure known about that. No, I'm pretty no, sure listen, that's what made Ross me into a prick Ross afterwards. And Todd are angels. Yeah. <laughs> but the, I was like, but I said to him, I was like, not the guitarist of Fear Factory. Yell at, yell exit guitarist of Fear Factory, Hell whoever yeah. that guy is. <laughs> I love that. It's like uh, I still can't get over that. Like, like that, I guess that's pre-internet too. So you couldn't just like hop on your phone and be like, "I'm going to prove you wrong right now." Like you just yeah. had to take take their word for it. You had one example. You know, yeah, not the exactly. Fear Factory guy. <laughs> no, and you're I like, got one. All right. The Fear Factory guy saved your fucking life. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's like, uh, yeah, no, that's good. I think I, I thank God I never had that level of bullying or like no one ever was that mean to me blatantly about being fat. So I, I would have given up at everything probably. If someone says yeah. something like that to me, I'd be like, "You're right, shit." I'm gonna well, what go is, die now. What is your position at uh, CCS officially, Matt? Uh, brand, my title is brand brand, brand manager, director. brand director. Brand Damn it, director. Which I don't know. Is that like I don't know if it gives is that better than manager or not? But uh. I mean, director makes to... it seem like more of it's like a production. Like manager That's makes it seem true. like a real taste, re, like a, a like a retail space. And I'm just, I'm yeah. just curious because you know I'm always curious of people who actually have a job in the industry. Yeah, I run fancy lad skateboards. Yeah, but you mm-hmm. know I also work a you know fucking minimum wage part time job as well. So right. But um, how did you actually fall into you know getting that position? Uh, I got uh. I mean, I just got, well, I got lucky. Everything is getting lucky. Like, but it right. was just a, from the photo stuff to just like, uh, then getting into like doing a little bit of marketing work and skating. Uh, like I quit, I quit the skateboard mag when, uh, it got bought by the, not because necessarily that it got bought by the barracks, but it just wasn't like mm-hmm. the right fit. It got bought by the barracks a few months later. I decided to, to move on. And then my friend Kevin was doing social media for the shop in Portland called daddy's board shop. And yeah daddy's daddy's bought ccs mm-hmm. so they had bought the name ccs and started it and when they bought ccs he introduced me to the owner as basically like hey this is my friend matt he works in the skate industry but he just quit his job and maybe we can work with him like just kind of a let's get you know feel it out and then i i felt it out with the owner i did some like freelance stuff for them and then i i consulted for a year kind of and helped out and then uh just kind of, you know, it was weird because I had all these ideas about how a company should be run, but I never tried any of it. I never had the opportunity to be like, actually fail at like marketing shit or whatever, skate shit. And uh, Darren, who was the owner, of, was still the owner of CCS, he was, he saw whatever, he saw value and he was down and he's like, yeah, come work for us and be, you know, be our marketing guy. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of a thing where I didn't want to at first because, I was still a photographer. I'm like, I'm a photographer. Like I want to be a skate photographer. That's what yeah. I do. That's what I've worked the last decade to be really good at. And that's what I'm like, that's what my job is. And then 
we kind of, I kept doing consulting for them. And then over the next few months, I was working for Santa Cruz at the time as a team manager. And I was kind of juggling all these half jobs. And then, you know, I realized I'm like, I'm kind of already doing all this marketing shit. And skate photographer is very clearly not a job anymore. Because that was the thing. It was like, oh, Santa Cruz, you should hire me as a skate photographer. And like, oh, well, we don't need to hire that. But like, we need a TM. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll do that. You know, and CCS, hire me as a photographer. No, we'll hire you as a marketing guy. And I was like, I just kind of saw the writing on the wall, like with Instagram and shit and like photos just being kind of like poached willy nilly. And you're like, there's no, there's, when I started shooting skate photos, there was dudes making a lot of money shooting. not a lot, but like a, a very livable wage, right? Shooting right. skate photos. And I made more than enough money to live in Arizona when, you know, I was shooting skate photos full time and then things just changed. And it just, there was like, there's probably five jobs in the industry where you make like enough money to like have a family as a skate photographer. You know, like, it's, or, or whatever your goal is, right, to, like, get to that point. So I finally just was like, fuck it. I'm just going to be a marketing guy. And I, I took the CCS job full time in 20, end of 2015 and moved to Portland. And, uh, and yeah, just haven't really looked back since. And it's actually been really sick for photos because since I've had a full time job, I feel like I've shot the best skate photos of my life mm. because I don't care. I don't care anymore. Like when I go shoot, it's for me and it's fun and it's with skaters that I'm psyched on. It's yeah. not like getting an assignment to go shoot so-and-so for this. It's like, I just hit up people that I like and go shoot them and I can shoot it in a way I can, you can take risks and shit and just do whatever you want. And that has been like a really eye opening thing about it's a nice setup. Like I have my full time gig and then, you know, couple times a month I go out and shoot skate photos and I get to do it however I want and it's really nice and you know fulfilling and whatever but a rags so, to riches yeah. story a true uh, Cinderella story if you will well <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know your skate photos though I gotta say whenever I think of your photos I, I do think of the uh, sort of really uh, pinhole fisheye photo now and for some reason I just associate that with you now and I was even mentioning to Matt, I was like, Matt, it would be pretty fucking funny if we went to the Mansfield Park and we took a photo of you doing a trick down the, the six-inch uh, rail there that's down the four stair and actually ran it as an ad in Thrasher. And I was like, but of course it's got to be the pinhole Matt Price uh, fisheye photo, you know? Yeah, you got to get... It, you know, it, it really does legitimize the low-impact skating as like sure. an actual cool looking photo. Yeah, I think, well, it strips away a lot of like, so, and this is going to be the fucking dorkiest shit I say on this podcast, but there's like two ways of shooting. I think that I think of like, there's the journalistic approach, which is very like, that's thrasher, right? You're like, this is where they started. This is where they ended. This is the trick. You can see the whole spot. Everything is very clear, mm-hmm. cut and dry, clean, whatever. This is what Frame happened. it up. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, that's the storytelling. What I decided to like go into is like, there's the, and again, it sounds so stupid. There's two stories. There's a story of what actually happened. And there's a story of like the energy of what happened. Right. So I call it this fucking like energy story and cringe every time I say it, but that's just what happens in my head. I'm like, what, what's the feeling that's happening when you're shooting the trick and then just Mm -hmm. strip away all the other shit, like strip away where the rail starts or the rail ends or fucking who cares about their left arm or whatever the fuck, you know, just like, just what's the coolest part of this get as close as you can to that part and like then you you slow the shutter right to like make everything kind of blur out and like and and you find that like 
when you see the photo, you're like, oh, the other shit doesn't fucking matter, especially when you're on low impact skating, right? When you're like yeah. skating something small, you're like, oh yeah, all I care about is the way that their fucking toe is catching the tail on like the kickflip back tail or the way that their foot is out on the fucking heel, whatever it is. You're like, that's the most important part. Let's just focus on that and let everything else bleed away. And I think that's like when you shoot the fucking six inch rail down the force there, when you do that right, no one's like counting. Because when I was a kid, you count stairs. Right. You get the photo and you'd be like, oh, that's a switch flip. Well, someone's already switch flipped a 13. This better be a 14. And you count. Right. And when you don't give someone the opportunity to do that, they're able to just look at the photo for like the feeling and be like, oh, that's just skating. That's cool. You know, and that's like it, it just strips away so much fucking, uh, you know, what I it's not bullshit because I respect the gnarly skating and I respect the documentary style of skate photography. That's just it's it's necessary. Clearly, that's what people the majority of people want. That's why Thrasher is Thrasher. But it's like not something that I personally like care too much about at this point. You just see you've seen a lot of it and you're like, that's fine. Let's just like try and make I don't know, make something weird. Yes. Yeah. I was looking through your your Graham feed. You know, looking at some Graham. of the photos. And I was thinking some of the just to paraphrase all of that that you just said. What I was thinking was like, oh, this dude, he's catching the moment here. And what I was thinking was like, all the photos is like, you know, it's like we could just be like a kickflip over a trash barrel off a kicker. It's like, yeah, yeah, sure, that's not the craziest thing I've ever seen. But you got like the you get the frame where like you can see it in their eyes and their face that they're like you know that everyone has a dumb face in it you know everyone's like for sure you know the and dumber it's the like, better the more no, the absolutely more absolutely you're like photo, absolutely think, yeah. you're just like oh shit this is like this is the moment where like the trick is happening and they're realizing that like oh shit this is the one that i actually yeah, yeah. can do you know what i mean so that was the vibe you know i was getting all off all of those it was just like oh this is like a very good moment in this trick to capture well i think and and yeah, I, I always, I, I've started like being, rather than storytelling, like they came from here or there, like there's a moment and like, also like, who cares what the fuck happened before or after? Like some people are like, oh, well, yeah, like, look that at that. Like, oh, he didn't, he didn't actually land that one. Does that, it yeah, look I'm, how fucking sick that catch is right there though. That is fucking the, perfect. All the original skate photos from like the seventies, like fucking, if you look at Windmiller Those and Craig Stessick photos, none of them are fucking they're mixed. Not they look they look terrified out of their fucking minds. Like yeah. they're doing an edger over in some cool coping and like Tony Alva's face looks like he's about to die. And you're like, those are the photos that like shaped like how people felt about skate photos. And half of them were probably not even fucking makes. And I think that's sick. And I think bringing in some of that, again, I try to shoot makes obviously, you know, it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to like bullshit, but at the same time, like, I don't know, that's the moment. Like, I want to shoot photos for people who are like, oh, do you care about, oh, well, did he land it? Or let me see the rest of the sequence or whatever. You're like, no, that, that's the moment. Do you like the moment? Okay, yeah. cool. If you don't like the moment, like, then go somewhere else. That's not what this is. This isn't for you. Like, right. if I shoot fucking, like, Dane Brady is a good example. Like, I've shot photos of Dane Brady that were, like, really sick that he easily could have landed. But he's like, I'm not going to film that. Like, I don't fucking care. And it doesn't, like, and I don't care. I'm like, yeah, I know you could land that. Like, no one, no one's looking at that photo of you fucking grinding a curb and being like well do you think you did it <laughs> it's yeah, like right. no like fucking you know, it was about the moment like who fucking cares about the other stuff but i think that the the original the old skate photos that like i like a lot when people look terrified and like the, it was the first time their wheel ever went over the coping ever right and they just don't even know what the fuck's about to happen and they probably bailed it and you're like but that's the sickest photo and 
you know, some people don't believe in that and that's fine. Like, I don't yeah. like who cares. <laughs> well, that stupid. was a frustrating thing when uh, we first started uh, the company. We haven't really had, we never really have uh, photographers around too much now, but we had our friend, buddy Blackley. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. bloody buddy Blackley. Love buddy. Big oh, buddy fan. Over you know, here. buddy. Oh, I've nice. known Buddy since that. Buddy like hit me up and we went to lunch when he was wanted to intern at the skateboard mag like ten years ago and like or nine years ago whatever and like Buddy has been a person that I don't mean to like I don't want to fan out too hard on Buddy but Go ahead, fan Buddy away. Buddy is I, I have a lot of respect for Buddy he's done a lot of amazing shit out in L.A. with like he's had like eighteen studios and fucking like got like he's just done shit. I respect people who work that hard and, you know, yeah. and he just fucking makes it happen no matter what. But he's, but he's a good dude. But he was, uh, so before he moved away, he was shooting photos of us. And this was around the time when we first started. And mm-hmm. it was around the time we were making the, the video new hell. And we ended up having the article on Jankum. And I was like, yeah, they said they need skate photos. And I was like, so can you send me the photos? And I was over his apartment and I was looking at the photos and I was looking at all of them and there was like some photos of Eric trying to 50 50, but there were the bail photos where his trucks were on the side of the rail. And it looked like he was like doing like a primo grind on the side of the rail. And I was yeah. like, yeah, I was like, dude, send me those photos. I was like, those are the ones I want to use. And yeah, he would not send them to me. He's like, he was like, no, those, you, you can't use those. If they're my photos, you can't use them. Those aren't legitimate photos. Oh, and, and in that era, I would have said the same shit. You know what I mean? Like that, you, like that's how we all came up learning that like, no, that's not the appropriate 50, 50 photo. Like you, mm-hmm. you have to be like, if I don't know for sure that you're rolling away in the photo, then it doesn't count. That's not the photo you use. So like, I totally, I would have been the same guy, but yeah. it's funny. You were like, you, you were ahead of everyone else. You're like, no, that just looks cool. Yeah. What, yeah. If, what if we paid you enough and said, we will tag the photographer as anonymous, but we'll pay you out. So you don't get, See, so I no, wasn't ready to pay anybody. Okay. So that's a problem. But like, we would like, you know, you don't have to have your name tied to something that is perhaps too experimental for you, buddy, but <laughs> you could. And then later I mean, he's like, yeah, I was anonymous. I know Banksy. <laughs> I went to lunch with Banksy. I think, like, yeah, it's a funny, like, but I, skate photography is a funny thing because it's such a, like, a tiny little, like, a niche, niche crew of yeah. people or whatever. Yeah. And we all know each other and shit, and we all follow the same, have followed the same rules or whatever. And, like, I, I learned how to shoot photos on a website called skateboardphotography.com. I had, oh, yeah. I knew no one who shot skate photos in Arizona. Like, fucking, or I knew this one, the kid I went to high school with, Miyagi. He shot skate photos, but he wasn't good at explaining how to shoot skate photos to me. So, like, we, he, I would shoot with him and stuff, but I would just go on this website to, like, learn how to shoot skate photos. And a lot of people learn from that same type of shit. And there were so many, like, rules about that. Like, yeah, you would never, like, run this. You never do that. Or it almost, like, same with filmers, I think, sometimes. It puts people in this shitty hole of, like, rules. And the type of person that is drawn to doing photo, doing video, stuff like that, they get caught up on rules i think and and i i did for years you know you're like oh we can't that would you can't shoot a kickflip unless they're catching right like i'm pretty sure dave swift revolutionized the kickflip photo in the 90s by shooting the catch rather than the upside down board because when people first started shooting kickflips it was like 
well, you shoot the board upside down so we know that they're flipping the board because it was like unheard of. Yeah, and otherwise sudden, you everyone... could just do a one foot and say it's a kickflip. Exactly. And everyone all of a sudden can kickflip, right? So then it was about the catch. Who has the dope catch? I think, I don't know if it was like Tom Penny era when all of a sudden like the catches were like, it's it. And I have kickflip photos from like, you know, early 2000s where they look like Ollie's. Everyone was so good at kickflips when they caught it. Their feet aren't even off the mm. board. It's like such a. And now I like go back the opposite direction. Where I'm like, I kind of want to shoot kickflips upside down again because yeah. the foot's all flicked out and it's all like wild looking. And but that was like the thing. Like you couldn't like if I shot a kickflip and it came out too early, like oh, I would never send it to the magazine. I'd be like embarrassed. That's like well, you have to get the catch. Yeah, it's good to learn the rules and break them. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. To... Uh, any sort of art form like that, there's no uh, room for improvement without experimentation. For sure, you gotta I be open minded. A... Yeah, and I think there. I used to hear stories about photographers who would submit to the mag. Grant Britton would always, because Grant Britton is a rules. You know, he would be like, "No, you got to learn the rules, and then you can break the rules." And when you're young, you don't get that. But I was like yeah. listening to Grant, so I'm like, "I'm going to learn the rules," you know. And and I look at the photos from when I was learning the rules, and to me, they're so boring. And then yeah. you break the rules, and those are the better photos. But he would get photos from people who had not yet learned the rules, right? And they'd have like a crazy crooked horizon or something. He's like, "I'm not going to run that. It's a crooked horizon." I'm like, you just don't get it. And he's like, you don't even know what the fuck you're doing. And like, like him telling the stories were like so funny about like, you know, these photographers who just fucking like were so like, oh no, this is art. Like you don't understand it. And it's like, in that situation, it's funny to me because I'm like, well, he's Grant Britton. He made, yeah. he made the rules. Like you don't get to tell him <laughs> he doesn't understand it. Like, I mean, yeah. you do, but then you have to go start your own trans world and fucking beat him. Then I guess that's like, if you really believe that you have figured it out, then go somewhere else. But that, uh, I don't know, that concept of learning the rules before you break them, I think, is is super important. You know, I think there's a lot I of... I think so. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's that. what... See, you're not even going to believe this, but I think that's what the Fancy Lad ethos was based in, too. When did you guys not break the rules? You know what? Before when... we started the company, there was a lot of normal skating okay. going on. There was, a lot of, there was a lot of learning. We spent a lot of time learning. Oh, yeah. That's fair. That's and fair. It may I not seem that. like it because we seem to have forgotten... A lot of it, but we learned. <laughs> but you look at someone like I mean, I was, you look at you look at fucking Bigzo. Bigzo's got fucking kickflip back tail shoves on lock. You look at someone sure. like Matt Thomasello. Matt Thomasello can fucking do anything. That's why he's fucking over it. It's like you. That's why he's so experimental and creative because it's it's all easy. It's like for a him. it's like post post talent, right? Like you're like you've you've already you're like post-talent. I was I've already been talented. This is yeah. post talent. Like I'm I'm now exploring these other realms. Yeah, I, I'm going to use that excuse I from now think... on because no one's going to be able to find any any footage of me from the past. So there's not there's not going to be any way for them to disprove me. <laughs> well, I thought it was an interesting way that Benton put it. Actually, he was like. Because he said, you know, he's new to the crew and he said that all of his friends when he would go back to like Nashville would be like, oh, so what's it like hanging out with the fancy lad crew? Like, are, is it crazy? Like, what, what, and what do they like skate like? And he was like, dude, all those guys rip. He's like, they just make those videos just to troll people. <laughs> <laughs> which I mean, is, which is, I mean, it's, it's I, not, I, it's not I respect inaccurate. that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, well, you know how it is. Like, good skating, like, is a dime a dozen now. Like Exactly. Exactly. Like, who cares? Like, who cares I, about... It's not going to compare to what's actually good. So, it's like, you. I mean, you'd rather... I would rather just, you know, forge our own path. You, you know, to be that self-aware and to just be like... Mm-hmm. you To know exactly what... It, it just... It, it pushed into a realm of 
whether it was never been done before, you know, not yeah. whether it was like technically good, but whether it would just, you haven't seen it because it's never been done before was the mo- more important thing to us. Yeah. 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 I think, and, and just, yeah, not even like, and it's, it's funny because you say never been done. I think everyone, you know, you, you're easy to think of like, Oh, NBDs like tricks or no, no, just like the presentation, the, the idea, like all these things you're like, what? I mean, when you watch Matt skating or Abe skating, you're just like, yeah, it's very much like, what the fuck can I do? Like, they have to think of a new, there's that old Mark Johnson quote where he's like, oh, it's got to be new or I can't even roll. And those, like, you guys take it to a whole other level, right? Where you're like, oh, yeah, it's got to be, it's not just got to be new. It's got to be rebuilt. It's got to be flipped around. It's got to be fucking, it's, it's got to be, like, completely rethunk from the ground up to even, like, get, you know, someone like Matt excited to try a trick or whatever. And then crazy. after you, you refunk it, and you go to film the next video and you're like, now I have to refunk what I just refunked. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah, like, it's a dangerous game. You're playing there being on the edge of progression. Yeah. So it's it's not, not, not an easy place to stay. So yeah, I, you yeah know, you're always tipping you. over. <laughs> well, we're, you know, we're skating on a razor's edge over here, but, oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. You know, I, I got to ask, you know, did you get into uh skate photography because you were inspired by Rick Cossack? No, uh, sadly, I mean, respect to Rick Cossack, but I was, he was not my inspiration. Although one time Dave Swift told me that I was third generation of fat guy photographer because O was first generation. Rick Cossack was second generation and I was third generation fat guy skate photographer. I'm not familiar with O. O photo? You don't know O? No, I don't think so. Maybe, maybe that might've been before my time a little bit. I feel like it was, it was before, it was before our time for sure. Like, like Nottis's front wall ride and like the Nottis or in the Santa Monica alley off like the blacktop to white wall. Like, Oh, shot Mm -hmm. that. Like, Oh, Oh is like, so I know his photos, but I just didn't know they were. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But look back, you look in old thrashes and stuff and old trans world. You'll see a lot of, Oh, he, uh, Otis Bartholomew is his full name, but he, um, he actually transitioned like into the music world and he I think he was like the tour manager for Dinosaur Jr. or something. I might be wrong and someone's gonna be like, no, that's not it. But he I think he toured with them for a long time and he's still involved in music pretty heavily. Uh but he's like to me, like he's fucking him and Cossack both are legends, but I thought that was funny that Swift told me I was third third generation fat guy photographer was a yeah. good uh, <laughs> a good moniker. I'm like, I'll take that, that's fine. And I don't know I don't know who fourth generation would be. I guess it's not like a probably hasn't been written think, yet who i'm trying to think of up-and-coming skate photographers that are like doing it that are big boys and they're not they're like all like to me they're all like jake darwin like you know that dude jake darwin who shoots for uh he shoots for new balance he's from australia or i don't know anyone I'm, I, I live in boston massachusetts <laughs> i only know dinosaur he, jr because they're from massachusetts yeah <laughs> well i was gonna say the new skate photographers are like super breed humans like jake is an incredible photographer amazing skater like should be sponsored on like a proper legit company he can do like cab heel flip back tails and shit and like he's just like you know thin and good looking and i'm like mm, this is this is how the world is going i'm like where's like the fucking little the the, the chubby anti-hero not skateboards just the anti-hero skate photographer you know like the the, the fourth generation fat guy i feel like we don't have him yet not yet but not yeah, not that I know that. Maybe though. maybe Fancy Lad's new fourteen year old filmer will become Tom. I said That's I was true. just kidding before. Okay, you can say fat filmer. I Wait, was did a I joke. say? Did I just say fourteen year old? Yeah, you just said fourteen year old filmer. Well, I meant that he was also fat as shit. 
I think you guys need to feed this kid so much. You need to stop saying 14 year old. I'm pretty sure that a group of adult men should just stop saying 14 year old. First of all, all right. For the record, he was 15 to begin with. I don't know why Tom turned into 14. Tom, he just made, made it sound worse. No, no Fisk insisted. Fisk insisted. He's, he always says 15, okay? That is the age, all right? Let's just why don't we just round Fisk up and say he's insist- 18 just to be just to be safe. Just to be safe. Like, he's you know, an 18-year-old filmer. He's of legal yeah. age to film. Yeah. Okay. He's got to be he's got to be a fat piece of shit though. That, is- <laughs> that goes without saying. But the age is what's in debate here. Wait, wait, wait! He wasn't—he wasn't a piece of shit earlier. He was like <laughs> no, a nice no, guy. No, he was always. What a piece Tom's of shit. trying to say is, he thinks that if he's fat, he's by default a piece of shit. No, I'm saying if he's 14 to 18, he's a piece of shit. Oh, okay, it's That's ageist. It's not. You know, every time he lands something, he's gonna be like, "Oh, that Fatist. was that was lit, fam," and then he's gonna dab or whatever. Tom, you know? okay, well, that would mean he is 22 because that was hot like six years ago. But I hope that he's fucking – I hope that he's mean to you. I hope he pisses in your beer and, like, fucks with you because you're already really mean to him and he's not even there yet. Yeah. Listen, someone has to be mean to these kids. These kids coming on the team. These kids get on the team and they think they're hot shit all of a sudden. You know, Tom, Tommy Boy has to be there to fucking piss in their beer. Okay, you know? first of all, he's not on the team. He's the filmer. But here's the modern 15 to 18 year old filmers are coming in hot. Being no, mean modern... to Tom. <laughs> yeah, we're the, modern the modern skate brand has no differentiation between the filmer and the skater. Everyone's That's just true. in the crew. Yeah. He just, just the he crew. gets clipped. He gets clips in the vid. Look at like Baker and Beagle. I feel like I they was just going to say post Beagle, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. Post. We live in a post Beagle world. Your yep, media people have to be part of your team. You look at like, the company you know you just if you know a team and you know a brand and you know their media guy you know their photographer you know their film or whatever like right. and if you don't to me that's a huge miss because again if you have this you know bright-eyed bushy-tailed young 15 year old filmer who's mm-hmm. not a piece of shit but happens to be pleasantly plump and they're just you know in the mix with everyone everyone <laughs> loves them they're skating as well fucking put them in the video like fucking don't yeah. such an elitist. you know elitist. listen i'm i'm uh... listen listen i'm all about the post beagle world you know because growing good, up i always good. thought like in the in the baker videos was like damn this Shane Hale seems like such a fucking obnoxious piece of shit. This guy seems so annoying, you know? And then now, like, this is like 10 years after the fact, I'm sitting here thinking, God damn, I'm the Shane Hale of fancy life. (laughs) This is fucking horrible. Except that dude's way better. That guy actually is good at skating. Oh, no, you agree he's better? Dude, that's fucked up. I can say that. You can't say that. Okay, sorry. Have you ever switched nose slit a handrail? Yeah. Oh wait, no, you can't say that. My back bad. to Randy. Okay, thank you. <laughs> I was gonna say that's so hype guyist of you to say that, because the yeah. hype guys they've had their plight. For sure. You know, I'm just doing some hype guy shit real quick, dude. Hell yeah. But hey, no, the, the ecosystem the ecosystem doesn't exist without the hype guy. They don't exist right. without the filmer, without the photographer, without mm-hmm. the you know. The, you have your A pro, you have your B pro. Like everyone supports everyone. It's it, it needs to work correctly. And if you know your place, like it's just like it's good. You just know what you add to the crew. Exactly. Right? When you when you build those little ecosystems in like third or fourth grade out of a two liter bottle, they always say, mm-hmm. "Don't forget to add the hype guy." Yeah, you're gonna want a Shane Hale type in there. 
but he can't switch nose slide rails. Let's but make sure he can't switch <laughs> nose slide rails. He'll he'll never switch nose slide rail in his entire fucking life. Well, I mean, that was the worst part was that when I realized that I was the Shane Hale type and I was nowhere near Shane Hale. You, you know what I mean? It's like God, but I'm I mean, him, and I'm not even close to him. But I mean, in his, in like in defense, like he's next to Andrew Reynolds, you know, and you're next to talented skaters. But I'm just saying, like he kind of has to like step it up, right? Like, right. I mean, no, well, no offense to the crew, you know. I'm just saying, like if you if you watch Reynolds frontside flip a twenty, you're mm-hmm. gonna you're like, well, I can switch nose slide. I'm gonna switch nose slide this fucking rail because I gotta right. be this guy, right? You, so I could you get at least, I frontside flip at, switch frontside flip at least a nineteen. Tommy yeah. backside heel of five. Oh, for sure. All day. For sure. All day backside heel of five. In the studio right now, I would love to fucking... I would Dude, if, the, if that... If, that, we had a five if that Primo right two stair was a five stair right behind us, I'd yeah. be fucking backside heel flipping it right now, right in front of you. Back, back heel's a fucking... That's a tough trick. That's a... I've, I've back heeled once on flack. I'm not a heel flipper, though. Are you a heel flip kid, Tom? You know, I wouldn't say I am, but I was thinking about it earlier today. Actually, I was like, you know what? A lot of a lot of the tricks that I do are mostly heel flip based. But no, I'm not. I'm not your Lindsey Roberts. No, you still you know? do the kick flips. I don't consider you the heel flip guy, even though you can heel flip. Yeah, no, no, definitely well, not the heel flip guy. But I feel like my stronger tricks are heel flip very. Well, I feel like to be the heel flip, I, I always call it the heel flip kid because I feel like you you earn that name when you're a kid, right? You become the heel flip kid, right. and you're only a heel flip kid if you can't kick. I feel like you're, you're only like, uh, you know, if you can't go the, cause there are some kids, there's always a kid in your crew. Exactly. It's like they never learned to kick flip, but they can heal. But they the got shit out of your yeah. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. And that was, and I, it, it wasn't as cool. It wasn't as like in vogue, you know, it wasn't as hot, but, uh, but I think, I don't know. There's respect. Lindsay Robertson put a lot of heel flip kids on the map. I think. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like mad respect be, before him. It was not like, I didn't, there wasn't a lot of cool heel flippers. Like no, he of... actually may have been the first like heel flip dude. Yeah. Well, yeah. Zero, like at the time, Zero was like the kingmaker company. They could like put anyone new on Zero you knew was going to be hot shit. And it was like Zero put on a heel flip kid like with glasses. Like, what is mm. this? And, and then, and then he they was put like him on this... mystery. What is that? <laughs> and they switched them over to, their, <laughs> to, to the, the sister company that was from Detroit Rock City. And they're <laughs> like... using Moby? Yeah, I love that they use the mystery. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fucking insane. Yeah, yeah, the, just the mystery. Uh, yeah, band from Detroit Rock City. That's so good. But Zero, yeah. I always thought was taken from the fucking Smashing Pumpkins shirts. So I, I thought it made sense at the time too. I was like, oh, so you got yeah. Smashing Pumpkins and you got the Kiss cover band from Detroit Rock City. That's your vibe. Yeah, you just it's a it's all rock and roll based companies, and that's I remember the, the mystery thing came out. I thought like. I couldn't for the life of me be like, and again, I, I fucking love Jamie and I fucking, I like zero mystery and all that, but I was like, no, he didn't. That's not just the thing for the movie. There's another reason that that exists. And I was like racking my brain to be like, wait, why, where did he find this at? Or where did he think of this? Or what is this inspired by? That can't be just the thing from the movie. And then years later, I was like, I think it's just the thing from the movie. Like, yeah, I, think I still that's do just, too. Oh no. Like you saw it and was like, was like, oh, that's cool. Let's just make that a board, break, which nothing wrong with that but i was like i couldn't like no he would never just watch the fucking detroit rock city movie and make a skate brand and you're like maybe he would i don't know yeah i think you're giving like, uh jamie thomas aka the chef a little too much credit there i think he definitely watched detroit rock uh, city and said that's that is a 
that is a board company name right i mean there. i can't fault them you know we i watched cabin boy made a brand out of that so yeah like said uh chris elliott yeah. there you go shout out chris elliott we should, we should start every Seriously. show out with a shout out to chris elliott that's what i'm saying let alone a yell he, exit you know Hey, you know what? I just want to get take this opportunity to plug a new podcast coming out. It's actually a Marvel podcast. Really? Yep. This this is real. Uh, Marvel Guardians of the Galaxy podcast, and Chris Elliott is voicing Rocket Raccoon in it. I just want to shout that out because we love Chris Elliott. Yeah, no, I mean, no one has to know. I I support the man in any way, shape, and form. But if anyone finds Chris Elliott, we're going to plug this podcast. Guardians of the Galaxy. Interesting. You check that out. Yeah. I haven't. I was gonna say, aside from aside from Chris Elliott, I didn't understand a single word you just said. <laughs> That's fine. I was That's I was completely, completely lost. I couldn't tell if you were joking or not. No, no, it's completely. I think it's a real thing. I'm serious. Oh, okay. No, it's a real thing. I I haven't checked it out, but I'm just giving Chris Elliott plug just because I saw it come up and I was like, it popped in my head. I was like, yeah, that dude's rad. Um, I love Chris Elliott. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I think he's underrated for sure. Yeah. Same. And, you know, speaking of, I'm sure you have a million questions for us, you know? Yeah, speaking of underrated. <laughs> yeah. Us. So. Mm-hmm. Hit me. Think, me. think about my questions. So, guys, I don't have any fucking I don't know. I came on here fucking drunk and confused. I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, that's perfect. That's exactly how I yeah. want our guests. <laughs> hey, we ask all of our guests that question, okay? Oh, yeah. All right, so. I already asked if either of you guys are heel flip kids, which is the one. First, first skate videos for both of you. What's the first skate video? Well, let's do this. First skate video you ever saw, first skate video you ever loved. I like that. For both. I like that. First video I ever saw was Thrasher 911 Emergency, which might have been the clip that featured Rob Oliveira that I was mentioning earlier in the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Your um, destiny. Yeah. And, you know, also just yell exit to my brother Todd Murray for being the heel flip kid because he couldn't kick flip. No, he could kick flip, but he sucked at him. But he could double heel flip. Ooh. So he the, was the heel definitely... flip kid was good at doubles. I feel like I knew a kid who couldn't kick flip but could double heel flip. Yeah, isn't that weird? In the crew. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So All right, Thrasher 911. One Emergencies was the first one that I saw. And it must have been because you got it free with the subscription to Thrasher, you know, at the time. But the first one that I loved that was actually legitimate video, and I got to say I'm lucky for this, was Welcome to Hell. Because I have mentioned, I mentioned on the Duffel podcast, I bought Evol Still Life and Welcome to Hell at the exact same time at a surf shop on the Cape. And... Welcome to hell. Still the best video of all time. So, oh, like a top top five. I feel like forever. I have I a, a funny. My mom to this day still brings up Welcome to Hell when we're like having family functions and we're all getting you know a little drunk, drinking wine or whatever. She'll be like, "Oh my god, what was the skate video with the balls in it that you always used to watch? Remember the one with the balls and they would just show that guy's balls all the time?" And I was like, "Oh, Welcome to Hell," because that Templeton's balls are in yeah. it for like half a second yeah my yeah, mom yeah. and my mom somehow is like fixated on the ball she's always like oh she, she does it like every time like she didn't just do it three months ago wait what was the skate video with the balls <laughs> like yeah, yeah. that's the uh, that, that my mom does at the same help. time where i'm like oh she's like what did you do last night i was like oh i i went over to the fancy lad house she's like oh is that the one where they're all shitting in the backyard and I'm like, that was for one day 
back like it was like nine years ago at this point and it was one person <laughs> like it happened once in her head is, in her head it's like oh is that the place where everyone's shitting in the backyard like no i mean yeah okay fair it happened once where one person shit there yeah, that's a good mom move. Fucking... Oh, the classic so, mom move. They got to grasp onto that. I hi- I hijacked the question. So, Tom, what's your first skate video you saw, first video that you like loved, that All you right, watched so a lot? First skate video that I actually watched was, happened to be, the Coliseum 99 video. Well, oh, because I lived right down the street from the Coliseum. My neighbor appropriate. got it. And we were watching it. And the whole time I remember thinking, I shouldn't be watching this because <laughs> there was rap music in it and just all this all this stuff that I shouldn't be exposed to at a young age. So I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. I'm watching something I like. My parents are going to be pissed. They never found out about it. Please don't tell them. Oh, my God. I hope they're not listening. Yeah, seriously. I'm going to cut this out. In case they're listening, I never watched yeah. the Coliseum 99 video. But uh, first video that I fell in love with, is that what you're asking? Yeah, yeah. Like, the, like you have the first video you saw. And sometimes that's the same video that you watched right. a million times. But, like, yeah. maybe the first video you owned or the first one that you, like, you know, is burned in your brain in a crazy way. Like, where, like Welcome to Hell is a good example for me as well, where you're like, I've watched right. it five times a day for a year. That yeah. Well, so, the, yeah, the 99 video, definitely the first one that I actually watched. Um, but the... One that is burning my brain as like the most influential one would be the PJ video because it, you know, I'd had, you know, I had other videos before that, but that one was next level shit and all like a, like a bunch of people that was like, oh, I know that dude. Oh, I know where that is, you know? And it's just like fucking that changes everything when it's like people that you like you actually have are, are tangible you know it's like oh mm-hmm. i've seen that dude like oh i go to yeah, school yeah. with that person you know um, it almost feels like you know him on this weird level or like you're like you're like oh shit that's for they're from our town like they're fucking doing this thing and it's it's yeah, uh, yeah. It well, i mean it just harder. it just oh i mean it's way different than watching a video in like fucking california or something where you're like oh yeah i mean sure. that's like i've never seen spots that look like that you know but when it's shit yeah. happening, it's like, oh, I know that's like down the street from my aunt's house. Like, I know where yeah. it is, you know? So that was like, a... actually like game changing. I have more questions about that video. Where are those outledges that PJ skate? They're like, they're little like foot high outledges off like a three or four stair. And they kind of round off at the end. You know and what he... I'm talking about? Well, he skates those and then he hits like a little like bench ledge right after it. Is that the one you're talking about? Maybe I want to say they were in Boston. There's a bunch of them like next to each other in a oh, row. Oh, you're talking the- about the Somerville ledges. So they're all rounded. Mm. They go like that. It's like a three and stair, like and then there's stair. a ledge yeah, going yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are gone. But that was at oh. Somerville High School, and that was in the, in the hot chocolate, hot chocolate tour. tour. Yep. Yeah, they all skated them at the same time. They yep. synchronized. Mm-hmm. Skating. They skated those like I think the night the the same night after the day that uh, Ty Evans. Uh, harassed uh and threatened a 14 year old boy which was cool wow yeah red <laughs> yellings are red <laughs> yellings at red also yellings at I, ty evans we see you wait but can look, i hear can i hear the, can i hear the story i mean you can't just leave me hanging what happened why did he yell at the four was this your 14 year old filmer oh i wish dude i mean <laughs> he no, might have no, actually he been wasn't. he might have actually been only like 13 at the time honestly 
All right, Tom, tell them the story. Ah, jeez. All right, well, there used to be... Are you familiar with the website Wheelbyte at all? Yes. Do you remember that? Yeah, I know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that was an old, like, skate forum, kind of, mm-hmm. like, slap-esque message boards. Yeah. Um, but essentially, uh, when Hot Chocolate... When the chocolate team came into town to, like, film Hot Chocolate, obviously everyone went to, like, Boston so we could partake in it and we had a friend with us who was like 13 14 who was one of the people that wrote reviews on wheelbite gotcha and somehow essentially through someone else fucking ratting them out uh ty evans found out who had written it and Upon finding out that it was a fucking 13-year-old kid, rather than be like, oh, it's a 13-year-old kid, he fucking, like, went all, like, so fucking hard in on him. Like, yelling at him, like, fucking, like, like, seriously, like, fucking, like, like, chocolate dudes, like, holding him back and shit. And it's, like, a bunch of, like, 14-year-old kids sitting on a ledge, just like, what the hell's happening? It's, like... Some kid wrote a fucking, like, you know, it's like 50% sarcastic, like, review on Chomp, and you fucking took it to the nuts, dude. Like, god damn. Wow. That's a, that's crazy that you know, those things stick with you for so long, you know? Like, it's just, it fucking, that, I can't even, I mean, you must have been having a rough time. Who knows? Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm sure. But it was just insane. And as like a fucking 14-year-old kid, it's like, uh, like, because obviously even the kid who wrote the review, like fucking, like, idolizes Ty Evans, you know? It's just like, <laughs> oh, and this is like beginning internet age shit, too, you know? Yeah. So like, I want to write this, like, you know, snarky review, Yeah, this was you know? dot net, mind yeah. you. It, it, wasn't it doesn't even, even feel... It didn't feel real then. There was no internet consequence, I feel like, at that point. Because I have those times where, like, I I do dream of, like, the Jay and Silent Bob, like, situation where I get to, like, beat the shit out of, like, an right. internet oh, troll, yeah, right? Like, because I, I have – one thing that skate fans – I mean, there's a lot – I can't – I am, like, on the fucking tip of the iceberg as far as, like, easy to be mean to people in skating, you know? But, like, when you're, like – I hate to come back to the fat thing, but when you're just, like, fat on camera – it's fucking a very easy open season, right? So it's like there are comments in like in the barracks is the worst. Like I've hosted some like barracks segments over time, helped them out. I've been there. They're like, oh, you host this thing, you can talk on camera. I'm like, sure. It is like phenomenal the type of shit people say. And and I still to this like even as I get old, I think as I get older, I want it more. Like I'm I'm I think I'm prepared to like like whatever get charged for it if I need to, as long as the person's an adult. Like I don't want to beat up a child. But I definitely want to beat the shit out of someone who called me fat on the internet or called one of my friends fat on the internet or said something mean to someone because of something in that. Like, it just, it, I think I just need to do it once and then maybe I'll be good. But like, it's like fucking like, you know, people drop a comment like, oh, this fat piece of shit should jump off a bridge. And you're like, Lord, what the fuck it is like it's the yeah. it's the harshest level i'm like you know what i'm gonna throw you off the bridge and i'm gonna jump in after you and fucking kill you when we're in the water like it makes you go to this really dark place where you're like oh you just made me into a worse person than you somehow like this is fucking this is dangerous but yeah. i hope one day to have the opportunity to you know yeah, do hate that speech. To it's a it's a powerful thing it tells you but, it turns you into a bad person. <laughs> yeah, it really does. And, you know, you shouldn't stoop to a level. You can't fight. You, you know, don't want fire it. With can, fire. 
can I can I just once though? <laughs> yeah, maybe once. You don't want to get down yeah. to Ty Evans. But level. Matt, what is your favorite? What was your first video slash first video that made an impact on you? First video I ever saw was the Transworld cinematographer video. Interesting. Where each cinematographer had their own oh, segment or whatever. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and they had that really weepy song in the intro. It was like I am the cinematographer, which is yeah. a little little on the nose, but it was it was uh it was cool. And then um the first what, video what, what that about I had that heard... was on the nose. <laughs> and then... All right, how much time? How much time do we have? <laughs> Uh, Not much. <laughs> so yeah, first video I ever like owned and watched repeatedly was probably Misled Youth. That was the the one that I went to the skate. I knew it was coming or had just coming out. I just come out and I was like, went and asked my dad, like, please, can I go to the skate shop and buy this video? Like I had, I don't even know what chores I did or yard mowing or something, you know, like 20 bucks and went and bought Misled Youth and then just watched it on, on loop. And then Welcome to Hell came shortly after that, uh, which was older, but got it from a friend. But yeah, Misled Youth for me was a big one. It was a, that is a big one. Fucking... That is a big one. And talk about the close-up filming on that video. Oh my goodness, fucking. That's true. Bruno. That's true. They really I've get in there. Jamie is is a kind of a pioneer of like cut out all the bullshit and just get close to the action, right? So also very punk to fucking move that expensive camera equipment straight into the action like that. You know, sure. you don't get it. Without, like, that's fucking. Just be like, fuck it. Like if we lose the equipment, like whatever, we get totally. the shot. You know. And. It's funny because after that, then I found like more tech skating stuff. And like, I never, I think I always vibed with the zero video a little more as far as like the styles and stuff. But then the tech skating stuff, I vibed with the tricks, the trick selection where I was like, oh, I like, I want to learn. Like I want, I've been wanting to do, I've been working on a nose slide nollie flip for 17 years now. And I've yeah. done like two, two halves of one where I landed like on my tail. Like I'm still not quite there where I've done one, but I'd like every now and then we'll put it like, that's my dream is to do like an Osiris video, like line starting trick yeah. but like you look at my dream was never to skate a handrail i think maybe i just thought that would never even happen you know but i always liked those uh those videos you know zero and toy machine to start and then later transition into like girl and chocolate and stuff but the sled youth was uh that cover where they're all walking all cool and that cross process photo like down the street yeah. in some north county san diego suburb like something about it was a uh, spoke to my arizona heart i guess well, i always wonder you know with those things if they had to go out wrangle up the team and had to actually have a photo shoot for that cover for that day if it was just random that they actually just got that photo you know but i would like to think, think that they were like all right we gotta shoot a photo of the team i assume we're walking it was down a wrangle. the street yeah i'm I, assuming I, a wrangle situation the odds of that photo coming without someone trying to make it happen seem really unlikely but hey the odds of us you know, yeah, the especially all lined up, especially so, you know. all lined up like that. Yeah, all perfectly like that. Straight. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely. Well, but they they just look tough. Yeah. My last question though is, um, what's your actual favorite video of all time? And it's fine if it is also is misled youth. No, well, sorry, Jamie. No, I don't think misled youth is my favorite of all time. Um, fuck, I don't even know, man. That's a that's a really hard question. I'm trying to think of the video that I would keep coming back to and watching a lot. Uh, and it might be, it might actually be, uh, it's a transfer video for sure. I think it's between Sight Unseen, uh, yeah. The Reason, and Modus Operandi. Those, th that like era of transworld videos were like yeah. my favorite, favorite things. So Modus I think was like, is probably my favorite video. That, that Modus and like Mike Carroll in there and 
good. I was going to say, that's probably my favorite trans world video. I got to say, yeah. I love your pronunciation of modus operandi. How did I, I, I get terrified every time I say that word. I don't know the fuck to say No, it was perfect. Operandi, randi. No, no, you said, no, 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 no. The way you said it initially was very natural and perfect. Oh, so I was, I was in my head when I said it. I was like, <laughs> is this the right way? Modus operandi. But I also, I think there's something... I love that fucking hyper tech. That was Ty Evans like peak, like fucking edit to the music shit. Absolutely. And that's like, so it was like the skate video equivalent to like math rock. You know, it was like on some like rush level or some like, yeah. like no, that was, like abso- fucking, that, that was, was absolutely calculated. the pinnacle of people editing to music. And then after that, it was like, Oh, now they're editing to the beat. Like before yeah, like, you knew. that was like, yeah. Oh shit. He's editing to the beat. And then after that, it's like, yes. Oh, I see what they're doing. They're just fucking my editing. To the yeah. Beat. One of one of my best friends in high school, Thad, who was like a filmer, and he ended up like filming for iPad later when we all worked there. And like he was like, we were 15, and he was like, Do you notice that every trick they land is on the beat? And I was just like, <gasps> Like it was like the most fucking like mind blowing thing. Did you to say me. his and name was Thad? Thaddeus. So cool. Thaddeus. Yeah. Thaddeus, Thaddeus. Krosky. I, that's funny because we had at the Coliseum for a few months, we had a, an intern that came and lived with uh, Coliseum owner uh, Matt Roman. And he was from the Netherlands, and his name was Twan. And Twan. the first, the first thing I remember, I'm, I'm very good friends with Twan now. This was like 12 years ago that he was here, but like still talk to him all the time. Great guy. But like one of the first things I heard him say, we were watching. Uh, I forget what it was. It was fucking. Kalis was in it though. And it might, it might have been the DC video. I don't know, but I feel like that was past Twan's time. Whatever it was, they were editing everything to the beat, and he was like. Oh, that's interesting. When the skateboarder lands, the music is on the beat. It's like, I've never seen that before. And it was fucking hilarious. It was so good. Such such dry wit and broken, but better English than any of us could speak. It was fucking beautiful. I, I like the concept of like, for me, when I first heard it, I remember just being like, oh, my God. Oh, my. I was, like, freaking out. Like, it blew my mind. And I love when people can so dryly express something that really, like, made you, like, the opposite of dry. It's like, what the fuck? I don't even get it. And they're like, ah, the skateboarder lands on the beach. <laughs> it's yeah, really, like, like, oh, wow, nice yeah. To- yeah. Yeah, this, and this is like, all, like, completely just fucking, like, formulated. You're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's so, like, that's probably a more proper response. But some people just don't have that, like, level of, like, what the fuck? And you're just, it's, it's nice to hear people ha- come to the same conclusion as you and just be like, huh. That's I, th- cool. I think it's that, that your whole European vibe though, you know? Yeah. It's very, very dry and unimpressed. Respect. Oh, I mean, why would they be? It's that calculated craft work vibe. It's that calculated craft work, work vibe. He was thinking about the Autobahn. Yeah. You can't blame him. Yep. It's true. True. Tom, your favorite video is probably flip. Sorry. Favorite video of all time. Is that what you're asking? Yeah, I was just guessing. Oh yeah, you didn't even you didn't even answer the second half of the question. Oh wait, wait, wait for the favorite. Well, no, because I said I said the first one I saw was the '99 video, and right. the one that was the most influential. Oh was, yeah, you said PJ. PJ I forgot, both I Coliseum PJ. videos, coincidentally. Both coincidentally yeah. Coliseum videos, but I think both. I mean, the first one just happened to be the first one. Yeah, I was right down the street from the Coliseum. How could it not be? Yeah, no, it's it's funny to me. That's such a mythical time and place. Like I watched that video in sub or the skate shop in arizona and it was like 
just this weird thing where like that's a skate shop video and you're like wait that's a that's another skate shop video from like phoenix or something I'm like no it's in boston and it was like the concept didn't even make sense to me like why is the skate shop from boston's video cassette here in tempe arizona i was like <laughs> i was like what what and it was just this fucking like total mind melt in my like 12 year old brain or however old i was and it was just very uh yeah i don't know you guys there's a good scene builder out there i feel like fucking a lot of a lot of great people came from that video. We owe a lot to uh, Matt Roman and uh, Artie Vagiano. So I'd, I mean, I'd say. I mean, yeah, you have a vision to make a uh, shop video that's as good as any sort of uh, board company video, and mm-hmm. you know, it could be done. They proved it. And I mean, if you got yeah. people like fucking PJ Ladd and Ryan Glunt and Alexis Sablone and Jeremy Rogers and Colin Fisk and Dave Vay and uh, Dave Happy Armsden and Baby Schizo A. Uh, Tracy. Big, and let's big not happy, big happy and, fan. Dude, all right. F- f- real quick, Stephen Selby Moran, but real quick, dude, Dave Armsden, happy, best. I, I Absolute like, I like best happy. skater. Absolute, like, that's the kind of dude that comes on a session and you're just like, oh man, I'm just going to sit down and fucking watch. Absolute this smile is forever treat. burned in my brain. So it's, but it's crazy how videos from your, and actually when, we, when you said, babe, that's actually a close second, probably for favorite video. PJ's part in that is one of the only parts to this day that I'll like go back and watch on YouTube probably like a couple times a year. Right. You're just like, you get in, you like think of something and you're like, oh, I just need to watch PJ's part again. The song, right. the part, everything. You're just like, and Alexis too. Like I've watched the Alexis part probably two hundred times. Like it's, it's fucking. I mean, she's she's my my probably current favorite skateboarder. Honestly, like pro, you know, pro category because you have different categories. Favorite skaters maybe, but like like legit pro category. She is, I think, one of the people doing the coolest skateboarding right now and just like doing shit for skating that's rad. So it's pretty insane that that was twenty years ago <laughs> that she yeah. put that part out, right? Was it 20 years now, officially, or almost? 18, yeah, yeah. So 18. 2003 will be 20. Oh, shit. That's, that's Could have to fucked. start uh, arranging a reunion. I thought it was 2002. 2002? Oh, yeah, I guess, because that's the shirt, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right, so, so we're one year, so one year away. One year away. get the, the anniversary capsule ready to go. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to hit up Yell Eggs of Brian Leary. It's true, and we're gonna have to put on a uh, you know a screening, and we'll invite you. You'll have to invite Heath. You'll have to invite Tim Robinson, mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll uh, invite all the homies. Yeah, it's gonna be a we'll hell. Of invite party. the professor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll get we we'll, we'll get everyone that you invited me on the podcast, so you could get to to the exactly. to the premiere, and, and, and then we'll make right. it all happen. You know about L.A. It's all networking, all right. It's all you know, man. It's fucking like network. But like we had to talk to this guy about modus apurandi for like two hours, but maybe we'll get Tim Robinson on the podcast. And we oh, we man. spent a solid twenty minutes on the pronunciation of modus operandi. I love that. <laughs> was it Mark Johnson's Ender that was a viral healed nose grind? And I'm just yeah. wondering because that is if it that is, is sick. that's fucked, but I love that it was just at some random shitty skate park. Wait, no, no, oh no, that was I know the clip you're talking about. I think he did it. Or was his his ender nose grind nollie heel on? It was his ender was on DWP benches, the the gray marble benches at the water, uh, water and power building in LA. But he did have the burial heel nose grind on the shitty skate park box yeah. that was in the park. Okay, that was 
it I always forgot stood out. If that was his ender or not. But I, I yeah, that that would have been. I, I feel like it was towards the end, but I feel like it would be great if you just used that just spot as a you know an ender. Just yeah. yeah. Was, oh, that would be yeah. But even then, I thought that was kind of crazy that that was in that part because that part was all very street and like. But he mm-hmm. had had other tricks on that. I want to say he did a a one eighty switch manual switch backside flip on that same box that he did the varial heel back nose grind on. I don't like remember in that. another in another part, I think yeah. he's he's revisited that skate park box. I mean, if you, if you got a good box, you got a good. But box. never forget when Austin Stevens did the varial heel and the big flip on the bank at the skate park. In the, I will I will never forget that because that gave me hope as a young chubby skater. I was like that pro ass dude just had a big spin flip on a skate park bank. I've done a big spin flip on a yeah, skate yeah, park. Yeah, exactly. Bank. And granted I'll never be a, a hundredth of as, you know, That's... pretty and perfect as Austin Stevens. I could I could record a fucking banjo song with my fiance, no problem. That's what Fisk <laughs> actually said about Austin Stevens when the park came out. He said, "Yeah, he must be on the team just to give all the people hope." like that who would never normally be sponsored or have a pro board but, and he was right. but I, I get it now like look at austin stevens is sick like i'm a huge austin stevens fan just like i i think i appreciate skaters on a whole different level now you know it's like yeah you did the big spin flip on the bank meanwhile someone else in the video is kickflip backflipping a 13 but like he'd also done his his hammers before and like he's nice to look at like I, I love the blouse era of Austin Stevens. Yeah. He brought something oh, yeah. different to the table. He couldn't have done that before the this is skateboarding part. It's no. it's, it's it's you know, knowing the tradition, knowing the rules and breaking it once again. Exactly. You once once you kick flip five oh the twelve star hubba, then you can big spin flip on the skate park bank, I think yeah. is the that's what you're allowed to do. And yeah. then you you know, then just fucking make sure your your blouse looks good at the time, it's sick. Exactly. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Tweet or not, you know, doesn't matter what fabric that blouse is made out of. Yeah. No, Whether yeah. or not, you're currently residing in Nashville. I think he went with like a poly blend and there was like a black and white polka dot situation. The one that I always think of. I um, think he did go it, with a poly blend because I think there was some serious rashing due to like the whole like cotton blend. Yeah, it's true. And no, no sweat absorbing. So you just kind of like dripping out underneath that. I couldn't pull that off. I have, I have, uh, I don't have the figure for poly blend. I mean, I don't know how but... much he's sweating on a, on a, you know, a big spin flip on a, a skate park bank, but we would hope that it wasn't much, but you never know. I don't know. It was, <laughs> you know, I, and I can picture it right now. It was a good fucking big spin flip. Let's not take oh, that it was away good. from him. It was like, oh, no. it, was it was perfect. perfect. It wasn't it was like steezy. my big spin flip on a bank is like a varial flip tic tac like piece of shit like it was a beautiful big spin flip so i don't want to i don't want to take too much away from austin here well yeah matt i gotta thank you again for being on the podcast oh yeah and of course uh, thank you for having me you know it's just been a pleasure meeting you you know i feel like you're just already part of the crew you know so you know you're welcome back anytime i appreciate next time i'm at eggs we should have a big party and a session and everyone will do nose slides and uh I mean, I'll come out for the 20 year of the Coliseum video, yeah. I guess. It'll be Hell next yeah. time. I wish yeah. I could have skated with you. Like I said, I'm sorry that I had to work my shitty job. But um, next time. Next time. I will. Next hopefully, time. I'll be up more. I like Boston. It's a fun city. I, I, for, I forgot that I like Boston. And then I went back up and that was it hit me. So I appreciate you having me. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can do this in person next time. Oh, Hell yeah. That's going to be great. 
That's going to be a good one. Dude, in person is really nice. You're going to be able to be in the studio with us? I can't wait. Like, that studio is beautiful. The two-stair back there, or one-stair, what is it? Any stairs? It, looks like, it might be a two-stair. <laughs> I haven't gone back to count it, but I'll go. I'll check in later. I'll text you. It'll be cool. Yeah, hit me up with it. Thank you. I'll let you know. It's just so you know what kind of tricks you want to throw down. Because I know yeah, there's I a big difference practicing. between the one and the two. Clearly. <laughs> Got to practice now. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, well, you know, on that note, I'm going to say goodbye. But, you know, tell all of your Hollywood friends we said what's mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. Fight him on the podcast. Yeah, tell Tim Robertson, you know, in particular, say, hey, you know, thanks for that Robertson. podcast. Say, listen, I know season two is coming out soon on Netflix. Season. You're going to want to plug it. You're going to want to plug pl- it. Are we plugging right now? Season two, I think you should leave. <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah, we, I mean, this is. Oh, yeah, no, this is coming up before that, because I think that's, like, uh, July. But, dude, we should get Tim on here before to fucking plug it. If he wants, like, five to sure. 800 sweaty and deranged fans that actually fucking skate to be psyched on that shit, this is the spot. If he wants to talk about fucking, what is he into? Is, he seems like the kind of dude that's, like, really into, like, the blockhead videos. Am I wrong? No, he's more of a. We broke down really hard on Rodney versus Daywan round one and round two. Oh, perfect. Uh, that that was like that. That he's later because Tim's only a couple years older than me, so like we have a lot of the same like late nineties. Like, right, so I was, I was, that, I was assuming he was older, so that's why I said blockhead. No, that's he's my bad. So don't tell him that. I, I, I might have to. I don't know. It's kind of. But he's like it. a. I'm, you know, I'm convinced I could fight him. It's cool. He's a tech skater. He's like kickflip back fifty and ledges and shit. Like he's not like yeah. out there slashing around. Like he's a uh, he's, he's proper. Awesome. Uh, but yeah, we'll we'll get him. We'll yeah. we'll put in the good work. We'll see if we round, can get him. In the yeah, mix. round two is one of my favorite videos. But um, yeah, oh. you know what? enough about Tim Robinson. You know what? Fuck Tim <laughs> Robinson. That's what I'm saying. This is about Matt fucking Price, mm-hmm. the king yeah, of dude, CCS. You, okay, you bring Props, me on here. For. You know what? Shalom, Matt. Okay, yeah, absolutely. You know, we're gonna, we're just gonna stop the podcast after this because it doesn't even fucking matter who we have on after this because fucking <laughs> Matt Price done. was on the podcast. God That's damn true. it! That's Thank true. you. Thank All right, that makes, Major me, that makes me feel better. We can, we can, we can, we can, we can stop it now. We can stop the charade. Can we really? Yeah. Oh, thank God. All right. We can stop recording. It's done. I gotta go call my grandma. She's been. Me well, up. thank God. Okay, so like, uh, Matt, did you get that bag of wax? <laughs> she's, she's like, "Are you done with the fancy? Life are you Are you yet? done with the wax, Matt? I need some. I'm about to do a hue flip back nose blunt down clipper. That's Take weird. that, Gallant. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, Matt? Like I said, um, it's been a pleasure, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to actually see you in person. And you know what? Shalom. Thank you guys. I appreciate the time and uh we will talk soon. Peace doggy. Later. Oh, well that was one hell of a podcast. Oh my goodness. That was fantastic. You know, that was just one of those podcasts that you dream about. And oh god, I just couldn't think of a better guest to have on to talk about the CCS catalog than Matt Price. You know what? Especially to find out whether or not the CCS catalog actually still existed in physical form. Who else could you have? It's mm, tough to say. I guess maybe like a uh, like maybe like a USPS worker who would deliver those. Maybe Christian Slater, if his middle name was also Christopher. 
Oh, I assumed you were going like a gleaming the cube direction. But you were strictly going off initials. Yeah. But yeah, no, probably. No, he probably would have been a good one. Yeah. You know, now that we've had him on the podcast, mm-hmm. and he knows that we just had him on the podcast mm-hmm. to, you know, actually, you know, climb the ladder, and yep. we're going to be inevitably all, you know, superstars soon and have oh just God. be swimming in cash and just, you know, have so much money that we don't even know what to do with it because we'll have superstars on the podcast and people will be paying us mm-hmm. exorbitant exorbitant amounts of money oh to God, be uh, trying to mention their product on the podcast. Cha-ching, cha-ching, I just want to take this opportunity to tell all the people that have supported us the entire time, fuck off, because I don't need your goddamn support anymore because I'm fucking rich, bitch. Yeah, we got the real money coming yeah. in now. That's right. We got mother. Yeah, we sold out, as some would say. That's right. Mm-hmm. And we get we that don't... real money. We got that real money now. Mm-hmm. We don't give a fuck. No, I'll give a fuck about that real money, except I do give a fuck about the fact that I have it now. And I am thoroughly enjoying that. Dude, fuck yeah, dude. That's fucking sick. Yo, Big Z, you think we should just fucking peace out of here and go enjoy this money? Dude, now that we're fucking rich mm-hmm. preemptively, right. we can do whatever the fuck we want. Yo, it's that CCS money, though. This is CCS? This is CCS money. This is CCS money. All right, bro. Well, you know what I always like to say. That's as easy as mine. Until next time. Oh, right. Oh, wait. Until next time. Wait. What? Keep on rocking in the free world. Oh, shit. There it is. Uh, yeah.